Or perhaps it's a ruse. Ooh, a ruse. That r- makes me think of like Rusical. Like, <laughs> na, 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 na. I'm the first lady of the blood of blood. What? That's the woman Rusical from uh, season two of All Stars 2. Season two of All Stars 2. Oh! Like I'm when, Eve. I'm the. Blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. killing a Troy. Yeah. That one was the I'm worst. A Everything except Fifi. I like that. The Fifi part? Yeah. No. Because, well, you don't. Do you know anything about Helen of Troy? <laughs> yeah. She okay, was the so face that, was that launched a thousand ships. Exactly. She was supposed to be like this beautiful, amazing enchantress, and then Fifi, Fifi does a rock part. I thought they all did really well. I didn't like Fifi. Well, you just didn't like Fifi. Period. Uh, yeah, because I watched season three. Four. Four. You didn't even know what season she's on. Yeah, because she was such a shit show. <laughs> no, that should be clear then. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Heart emoji, sparkle, sparkle. Hello. No, death emoji. Death skull. Skull! Uh, I use the skull a lot, but I normally mean it whenever I say something that was really stupid. Or I think something's really stupid. And I'm like, LOL, skull. I think it's supposed to be for when things are really funny. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm dead from laughing. Like, <laughs> I'm levitating. <laughs> oh my God. I'm cackling. I'm levitating. I haven't heard this song in a while. I That's... heard a Dua Lipa song in the grocery store today. Was it a good Dua Lipa song? Um, I can't recall what it was now, but I was in the mask. I have my mask on, so I'm like, I can sing along to the words. Nobody knows. Fuck you. I will like, I have like tunes in my head while it helps with my anxiety with people being around me in with COVID and coronavirus and masks and all that and just people in general. So I'll just like, in my mind, I'll be like, I need to go to the tomato aisle and I need to get this pasta and I need to get the and oh, yeah, this next. And I'll be like, conversations with myself. Yeah, I'll be like talking, but then I'll also like have a song and I'll be like singing the song like, I'm just singing the song. This random ass song is not playing on this radio right now because it's a song that's stuck in my head and it's the only thing that's keeping me from being riddled with anxiety right now. Headphones at the grocery store. Yeah, I could. But then I feel bad if like someone tries to talk to me. Who's trying to talk to you at the grocery store? People trying to talk to me at the grocery store. Why? My, no. My grocery store is very friendly. I don't want anyone to talk to me at the grocery store. I mean, either. Maybe I should go to the mantras. The gays just like look at you like, They're like, you know. um, he's not, he's not hot enough to they, talk to Yeah, me. I was going to say, they, they either have the judgment of like, okay, he's too hot and I hate him for it. Or he's not hot enough and I hate him. Like, <laughs> I'm too, I'm hotter than him. I will not speak to him. Or if I he think wants he's... to speak, he will speak to me. Exactly. And that's, that's gay culture, isn't it? It's like, okay, I'm going to look at this person. And if he's hotter than me, I'm going to be mad at him for it. But if I see someone who's, I think that's hot, less hot than me, I'm not going to talk to them. So it's like, no one talks to anyone. <laughs> how are you going to make friends? How are you going to, how are you going to make a boyfriend? <laughs> a boyfriend? A boyfriend. <laughs> how are you going to make a boyfriend? That's, that's the question that I, I asked. What is it? Sugar, spice, everything nice, and no, Element no, no. X? No, no, no. No, no, not, not everything nice. Element X. Element X. Is the, isn't that what one of the... the oh, that, that was what... what the Powerpuff Girls are made out of. Yes, I know what you're trying to reference. But also, Element X is what uh, Dennis Rader claimed was what he had for the reason why he killed people. He was a Powerpuff Girl. He was a Powerpuff Girl. Maybe he was the professor. <laughs> Bitch. Every, let's, I'm all the those fourth math signals in front of your face. <laughs> Everything's starting to add up. <laughs> Everything makes sense now. Um, I think I'm the fourth Powerpuff Girl. What's your name? Buttercup. 
That's already one. <laughs> yeah, I can be buttercup number two. Bobbles. Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Margarine cup. Uh, I can't believe it's not Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Blossom. And you wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> You're like under it. <gasps> That's not Blossom. Woo! <laughs> But it's so much like her. Well, it's like whenever those like old dudes dressed up in the Powerpuff Girl heads, right? And everyone was like, what? Uh, not going to lie, as a 10-year-old, that was slightly erotic. Uh, yeah. Even like, though they were like hunched over and like they had just like their head, they just, like overdrew like their hairy everything. And it was like, okay. That's what a man looks like. Okay, that's, that's normal. And it's like, as I get older, I was going to become more hunchback, which... Currently, hey. I am, so. Yeah, I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put my money on you being uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame before the age of 32. Girl, I'm going to be walking around like full on, just like flat back. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, that'll be great because when we can finally go back to the clubs, people will put their Send drinks their on drinks you. drinks on my back. And then you'll have someone to talk to. Sturdy table until my knees give out. My knees, my knees and back are already... Not doing too hot. And I'm 28, so I can't wait to see what I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> In the classic RuPaul, just, oh. well, you'll end up like that guy who goes to the eagle in the wheelchair without the foot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll find someone to wheel you <laughs> around. Roll me around. Does, is he the one that has a dog? No, that's a different person that stands at the front door with the, the little wiener dog that's always with him. Oh, or no, so I'm we not sure. Time. It's been so long. I know it's been so long. <sighs> Memories. Pour some out for our homies. Memories. What if I just like no, pour not on my fucking floor, you dumbass. <laughs> pour some out for our homies. Splash. <laughs> carpet. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Not again. Do you think I should get carpet in the shower? Not in the bathroom. In the shower. Yeah. 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 On the walls, but not on the floor. Okay, but. <laughs> That was a request by a customer before that they were talking about, like, do you ever put, like, a like sort of, like, like soft feeling on the walls? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, uh, like, like a, like cushioning on the wall, like in the shower. I'm like, like when you're putting up tile? I'm like, no, no, like on top of that. I'm like, are you asking if you put carpet in your shower? Um, I don't think they were asking that, and here's why. Well, so, what are you going to tell me? <laughs> there are, for elderly people, toilet seats that are plastic, but it's cushioned. So but he wanted that on the shower wall. Because why? I imagine he was going to lean on the wall. He was not an old person. He was a young person. Yeah, you know, it's comfortable. You just it's for the It's for when you're super when you're drunk. Hangover. Yeah. You could just lay on the like, wall. Oh, uh, this feels great and just have the water around your body. But hey. only half of your body. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hating it. Or you just have like you install the, the shower jets and, and just have them spraying directly at you. Well, I'm sure you meant the tile floor. Yeah. <laughs> no tiles. Just cushion plastic, please. I just I don't know. Uh, well, I was like, I don't I wouldn't recommend putting anything cushiony inside your shower. <laughs> That's it. Just imagine he was like, maybe I fall one day. M- Want to fall on something soft. Fall into the wall. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then okay, when I make cool. it all the way down, hit my face on the faucet, I won't be as damaged. Only four teeth will, will be gone. And your head will be broken. Maybe your neck. 
My back. Also. Your pussy. My back again. And your crack. No, no. We weren't referring to the song? No. Oh. You're just nasty. Excuse wow. me. That is high couture. couture. Not couture. Culture <laughs> music from none other than. Um, ooh. Pop your pussy like that. Yeah, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's My like neck. Kia or something. My back. Rip that pussy just like. Rip that pussy. <laughs> That's not the words. That's not the words. It's by uh, OAG? Also, uh, I have. Oh, no, no, it's by Kia. Ikea? No, Kia. They made this song and also Swedish furniture. It's a yes. Swedish group. <laughs> Kia. Um, on her album, Thug Misses. Oh. Like, thug, when they don't get something. It's like, oh, it's a miss. No, I don't Isn't think that tug? Of war? Tug of war? Tug misses? Like, there's... I'm just kidding. That was, that was, mm. a, that was mm. a joke. Mm. Can't believe uh, it's not Blossom. <laughs> can't. That was the last one that you got. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm going to tell you a little about yeah. something. Please tell me about our concert. <laughs> I would like to tell you about our sponsors to get this thing on the road because we're, we're flouncing. We, we are we, floundering. We but made it's some decent flouncing. jokes in here. Yeah. Okay. So a recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects that stress can have on our bodies and our minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to a 2019 study, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakeBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% now using promo code SPOOBY15. SPOOBY15. Baked Bones is an LGBTQ-owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones is now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones! Woof! Um, also, I need to get my Baked Bones re, uh, re, refilled, recent, ref, all of the things, uh, because Daisy has been acting a fool lately, and Bailey also does not stop barking whenever there's anyone doing anything. I've been very nice, and I've been opening up the windows like while I'm working so I can watch anyone. And our street, is, as I've mentioned multiple times on all of the podcasts, our street is a major, what has become a major thoroughfare. And so... Uh, people are just always walking along, doing their merry business, but Bailey hates it. So she sees him outside, and she's just like, <laughs> and so I just want to get her high and put her to sleep. LOL. Oh, not put her to sleep. No, no, no. Let relax her, her. Relax her and let her gently go to sleep on her own terms. Gently rest. Rest. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk more about happy dog things instead from our other sponsor, Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks. 
Do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you could have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks. You. Sorry, sorry. You. I, you can. For, <laughs> you can. I wanted to say it again because I said it really fast. Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks. You, you can. can. There we go. Um, Aussie Pet Mobile. <laughs> Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hairstyling, dead sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a personal 100% cage-free one-on-one experience all in the comfort of your driveway, alleyway, behind your house, wherever you need them to be. Uh, you know what else the Aussie Pet Mobile You know what else the Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks. What? I loved having. You know where I saw them the other day? Where you saw them on Polk Street? Oh my god! You saw them driving around time? Yeah. Well, they were uh, they were already uh, shampooing a dog. Oh, look at them! Because they have a a window in the back, and I am nosy as fuck, and I peeked in, and I saw a little white dog getting groomed. (laughs) Like, ooh, hello! I was like, ooh, so cute. We're going (laughs) to pass by. (laughs) It was like this. Ooh, so cute! I love you. You're (laughs) bye. We're driving by as well. I also love that we cre- Woo! Woo! <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> I love that. It's um, a microphone. It, it's, girl, that's a microphone. That's I also microphone. love that we create. Did I just break this chair or my back? What's broken? What's broken? No, the chair is broken. Okay. Oh, the, popped. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just one or both are popped now? No, just this one. Oh. But this one is not. Oh, there's something. Oh, there's something happening. Uh, we're having back difficulties here. Do do you need me to find you um, a suitable? Uh, I don't have any other chairs. So. We need like the a ergonomic. Ooh, what if this just turned into like a uh, stand up desk? Well, also, we can sta- hold it. Stand up desks are expensive. What if we were like sitting? Why did you look into it? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know what, Spencer? I did. I did. I did. Uh, well, they're not super expensive, but like they're still like more than. I, a desk. Yeah, more more than like a regular. Let desk. me go to IKEA and buy a thirty nine dollar desk or some shit like that. You know, I would check IKEA again. Did you check IKEA for a, wa- a standing desk? It's like a desk that you put on top of another desk and then it like. Whoop. Wait, is, is this a real thing? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I seen it. But I don't have a regular desk. So oh, you, you to need to get one of those. <laughs> I mean, I have like that little like office area that I could put it on top of, but then I like have to stay in that little corner and there's like no windows that I could be like. Ooh, Do you look out the ooh. window while you're working? Yes, yeah, I just said that. <laughs> How do you? Well, you don't even have any windows that face that street. Uh, not that face the street. I face a tree, <laughs> so I get to look outside and see. Ooh, plants! Ooh, I'm like holding the wall for like. Support. Don't touch my walls. I did. We have walls. Yeah, I got walls recently. It's um, actually we had walls, but we've got different walls now. Different. You got dry walls. Dry walls. These dry. ones are very dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, these ones are not 100 years old. It's just like sucking the, the moisture, moisture out of right out of your hands. Yeah. Uh, it's gone. Let's not touch it. My wrinkles. My wrinkles. I oh, just I'm to... sorry. Did, I'm just. Oh, you're just showing off your. Uh... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just looking. 
I'm showing off my walls. Oh, I thought you were showing off your middle finger. Just wanted to like flick me off. No. <laughs> this one? This one? No. Well, that, that's how I'm going to show you when I get married. I'll be like, say, Spencer, look. Oh, I can't even hold it up. Look. Look. look I can't. Look what's happening. Mm, mm, you already mm. broke your phone. Yeah, it's already broken. Uh, ooh, ooh. And he'd be like, Chris. <laughs> be like, fuck you too, you fucking <laughs> fat bitch. Yeah, you just be like, why are you flicking me up? And you're, yeah, cause I, I can just like watch it and your body's like get tensed up. You're like, yeah, you're doing what to me? And you're like, you stupid. You slap my finger. <laughs> and then I'll be then I'll, like, that's then I'll lose my ring and I'll be like, <laughs> it was Tiffany's. <laughs> no, bitch, it's going to be Walmart. <laughs> From Yes. You know what? At least Walmart has jewelry. I don't think Target even sells jewelry. No, they sell jewelry, but it's not real. But it's not like the... the uh, at least Walmart has like semi-jewelry. It'll be from Sears. Oh. Sears is not even a thing. We only sell 135. You can try Sears. Just for Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. Anyways. Um, I'm going to do this again because I feel like I'm low energy. Okay. Then get more... Do you, am I not matching your energy? Did you pause it? No. Oh, why would I pause it? I don't know. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> uh, talk about the show that we're going to talk about. This is the season finale of Drag Race Holland. Holland. We are talking about Drag Race Holland, bitches. And me and Spencer just came off of a very nice uh, podcast about what we thought about the semi-finale. Um, and it was not great things. So if you want to hear us yell about a lot of things... Um, about drag that sometimes we don't think that we understand entirely. Um, you I should... will 100% say that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you should take a listen to the last episode. But we are on the finale, girls. We made it all the way to the end of uh, Drag Race Holland. And uh, we are about to crown our first uh, Drag Race Holland winner. So Hollis Drag Queen. Ho- I mean, what? <laughs> Dutch Hollis, Drag Queen. Hollis Drag Queen. Yep. That's, uh, that's where we're at. I kind of feel bad for, and maybe it's stupid and I don't understand and I'm ignorant, but I feel bad for, no, yes, Uh, (laughs) all the people that live in the Netherlands but don't live in Holland. Why? Because I'm like, the whole country sometimes is referred to as Holland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm from. (laughs) Just being called Dutch, like, that's just like, what, three countries all just like lumped together. It's like, Mm -hmm. um. I'm from. quite. Okay, but Google. I mean, that's also what we got called out for is that we were just like, yeah. well, all of Europe, like <laughs> kind of all the same. Uh, yeah. So, well, I just want to I want to pull up one of the places and be uh, shout out to our friends in Antwerp. Uh, uh, no, that's not in the Netherlands. No. <laughs> that's in Belgium. No. I'm from the, the Hague. <laughs> I'm from Eindhoven. Yeah. OK, I'm not from the Holland. OK, <laughs> actually, am I fully wrong? And there's no city named Holland. There's not a city. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> here we are again. Well, no. Here I am again making a fool of myself. I didn't do that. So. <laughs> I'm from Utrecht. It was not It was not uh, me that did this this time. Um, if I were from a city in the Netherlands, I think I would be from uh, Os. That's it. OSS, yeah. And you'd be from Leilstad. Do you have reasons for these? No. I'm just picking places. No. (laughs) That's just it. Uh, Anyways, well, 
We made it. <laughs> we sure did. Um, I just wanted to, to congratulate everyone for uh, making it this far with us because there has been times watching this season where I've been frustrated. Same here. Uh, and I always get frustrated from time to time watching any drag competition because I feel very strongly, as we all do. Oh, my uh, God. I remember the lip sync between Brooklyn Heights and Evie Oddly. You and I were... We, we, we were feeling things because you were a huge Brooklyn fan and I was a huge uh, Evie Oddly fan. And I was like, who's going to win? Who's going to send who, who home first? So we feel things with drag. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, remember uh, Cracker Cameron? Oh. I wanted to punch you in the mouth. I didn't ever hate Cracker. I just really liked like Cameron. I like Cameron Michaels. I was like, for what? For She's, why? For what? <laughs> she does nothing except lay on her back and do some weird kicks that everybody oh my likes. Oh, God. But she was a performer, bitch. And now she's on Twitter and people are like, Cameron Michaels, you got some good opinions, girl. And I'm like, she's like, everybody's like, where was this on season? Well, that's what <laughs> season she said. And she's, she's like, I'm different now. She, uh, But she also always said that as well. She always said that like while she was on the show, she was like, I'm always very reserved when I'm in competition mode because that's like what I'm focusing on is like getting to the competition and like focusing on that shit. But like. When it's a drag competition, girl, sometimes you need to, like, push that out there. And that's what a lot of people have discovered through the, the Drag Race Las Vegas review or whatever it was, uh, that they were like, Cameron Michaels has a personality. Yes, she's got a personality. She just is one of those people that, like, is On very, television, she's stale toast. She's but calculated. <laughs> stale toast, but she's calculated. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I know plenty of people that are like that when they're very focused on things. Savannah's one of them. I think Savannah's an amazing person to be around. But like when she is focused on something, she's very calculated in what she does and says. And so it may come across as like being reserved or maybe even boring. But is Savannah boring? I don't think so. You might think. Well, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Name the last time she did the splits. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been. Um. So let's jump maybe, on maybe show choir days. She's show choir. What? What? In magical choir? M what? Magical choir. Magical. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That's what they called our show choir. Oh no, I don't know what she called hers, but they she just called it show. Show choir. tunes. Sh basically, yeah. show tunes. And so she'll be like, "Oh, mama, dance, sing, dance, dance, dance mama." Like, <laughs> That's Anyways, theater people. The Anyways, theater people. <clears throat> so <clears throat> let's waltz back into the workroom after. Not one, but zero queens gone home. So <laughs> not one, not zwei, zero. zero. <laughs> Janie and Envy are pissed. Oh my god! Yes, mama. Oh my god! And <laughs> the tension ba walking back in that workroom again after that whole fight they already had it just escalated even more. It's like, bitch. And no, because it escalated less. Uh, like Abby is talking about people destroying her personally. She's like, people are like coming from, nobody's coming for you personally. No bitch. one comes for you. Um, she's just speechless that people would dare mention her name. And she declares that she doesn't have any sisters anymore. And the girls just say, let the best woman win. And then they're like, done. We're done talking about it. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah. I, so I, first of all, walking back into this workroom, I'm still in dis disbelief that Abby, oh my God, is even still there. Uh, I just want to talk about that again, even though we just got off that last week. I want Everyone's to touch on drag it again. is valid, but, <clears throat> but I don't want to see any more of it. But this is a drag competition that we have now seen that she has, her drag has been put in the bottom five Multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, listen, for the past two episodes, for the, no, really, it was just the one with her brother. 
where she kind of stepped up did her well. shit. Exactly. Last episode, no. No. You did one episode where you did well and you're still on board. Mm-hmm. This is, um, Mama, this is rigged. Yeah. Rick and Morris, girl. It's bamboozled. We were bamboozled. We were gooped. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Janie and I said Janie and Envy were livid, as I said. Uh, for, and I rightfully think so. The reason why I brought this up again is because I, they, I mean, they're livid and they, they work their fucking asses to get where they are. Both of them have been in the top, near the top, basically the entire t- competition. Janie had to lip sync one time when there was five people left. Like, okay, I don't really count that as like being totally in the bottom. Um, Mama did twice. Mama did twi- the the triple lip sync and then last episode. last episode, right? Yes. Or did she lip sync the first episode? No, no, no. She was in the bot. She was in the bottom three for that one, but mm-hmm. not in the not in the bottom two. Um, yeah, correct. Um, so I would be livid as well, especially looking at I I don't know. I am assuming that these queens have watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, they've probably watched UK's Drag Race at this point too. They have had a plethora of drags to watch over the past thirteen years now, and nobody makes the four lip syncs. Nobody makes it. Cameron Michaels was, I think, the only queen to make it four lip syncs. Coca Montrese did it, but she got eliminated on her fourth lip sync. Uh, Cameron Michaels, I think, did four lip syncs and she made it through. Maybe I don't remember the number <laughs> she did. Maybe it was just three and she made it through. But like, I think no, it was three and she made it through. Nobody makes it through four or five because I think Abby, oh my God, had five, right? Yeah. So like no one, nobody makes it through that. And so like I understand that there are shows that try to look at it like for example I'm watching Great British Bake Off and um th- they try to literally judge just the challenges that are happening on that week and nothing else. And I don't hate that idea, but also you are a part of the Drag Race franchise and that whole idea as this full fully realized drag queen as a fully realized competition the, the Great British Bake Off is just to see what you can do on that week. Yeah. Not if you're improving as like a baker, like the point of drag race is to take the notes and do better. So if you aren't doing better, you shouldn't continue to be in the competition. So I looking from Janie, I'm trying to look through the glasses of Janie and Envy. I would be so pissed at Abby. I'd be livid. I'd be, I'd be pissed at the judge. I'd be pissed my, at Abby. If I were one of the girls that was a finalist, I think that Abby should have gone home the episode where she did those tulips that were dead. Yeah. I also think that she probably could have, uh, uh, what was that, against Megan Schoenbrood? Yeah. Yeah. I also, I agree with that. And I also think that she probably, uh, that she should have gone home against uh, Cedergine. Because Cedergine was in the top. Oh, 100%. The entire time. But then. Cedergine shouldn't have been in the bottom. Exactly. Well, no, I do agree that Cedergine well, was in the bottom of this episode. Yeah. But, but. But you definitely should have taken into consideration that she had not been near the bottom. Mm-mm. For Not a single time. Weeks. Exactly. And then all of a sudden she's in the bottom one time. It's like, yep, she's going home. Goodbye. Because suddenly Abby does a split, a split, and you're like, oh, wow. She's yeah. a great entertainer, great performer. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Abby, and it's going to happen throughout this. So I just wanted to preface that I have a lot of things to say. And I understand that Janie and Envy should be livid, and or th- their feelings are valid, and they should be livid. Yep. Um, Abby says Envy should not... Uh, should have been a good sister and not mentioned her name twice. And I was like, how the fuck you going to tell somebody? How the fuck you going to tell somebody that they shouldn't have said your name because they're your friend? Because they If you do if you did something awful, I'm going to be like, "Chris, that was bad." Bitch, I would have said the same thing to you. And then like you and I probably would have had a conversation about it later and be like, "Hey, like And I wouldn't I be felt, mad at you about it. I'm sure I'd probably be, be irritated in the in the moment, but I don't think that like but I don't think that there would be a point that I'd be like Wow, you're my friend. Because, like, 
you're my, my friend would never say anything bad about me ever. Correct. That's not feasible. That's not true. It's also not true because a good friend is going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And if they're not a good friend, they're going to be like, yeah, girl, you did amazing. Which keep, makes, doing, keep doing that. Exactly. Which makes me question the actual relationship that Abby and Envy have together. Because if Well, they, apparently they started this house together. So I do think that it would be, I mean, you don't start a house with your best Judy's and not be like, I'm better than her. Yeah. And the other girl thinks, oh, no, no, no. But I'm better than her. There's obviously some sort of rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is ma- being made apparent. And it's for the audience to who to decide who they think is actually He's better. Actually but better, it's, yeah. I mean, if you're Abby, you got to be real ignorant, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the relationship and I'm not thinking that it's as close as that Abby keeps trying to make it out to be. Yeah. Because Abby doesn't seem like she gives she, a fuck. She does not. She's like, I'm going to tell you like it is. And that... That shows me that Envy actually does care because she's like, I'm going to tell you if, you if you're not doing well because, like, Envy understands. Because if you want to do better, then I'm going to tell you how. Exactly. Uh, but if you're just going to refuse that critique, then that's on you, you know? Yeah. It, she reminds me a little bit of Rita Baga. Like, because. Elaborate. Uh, so, because, I mean, the, the, this. Oh, fight, yeah, yeah. Because she was like, do you want my critique? And exactly. And she was like, yes. This and reminds she was like, me of well, the. Ex- your hair is like this. Exactly. She fought back. That This fight reminds me exactly of the Rita Baga versus Jimbo fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and Rita Baga was very much like, do you want my critique or not? And, and Jimbo was like, sure, I'll take it. And then she gave it. And then Jimbo was pissed off about it. Well, Envy's telling her, you need to do better. And Abby's like, well, how dare you? You should be my sister. No, it's not just like blind loving here. That's not what this is about. Okay, it's about telling you that this is how you can improve. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Ugh, I'm just. Um, but she's just so hurt, and then she just does this fake ass fucking cry. cry. Are you fucking so serious? Gross. Yeah. Do you not know how you look on television? I mean, maybe in front of your friends and family mm-hmm. in a one to four people setting, you can convince somebody that you were actually crying. You're not going to convince millions of people that you're crying, mama. Nobody believes it. We can't see your tears. You don't even look upset. Fuck off with that shit. Yeah, but like at the same time, I'm not trying to defend her at all because I just went all in on her. I am going to say that she has been on this drag race for, what, eight weeks now? Um, And... It is it's a taxing process. That's so true. regardless of like how you're at the end now, and we've seen pe- plenty of people break down. Alaska on All Stars two. I mean, we've see, but v- I'm coming at it that it isn't a breakdown. I don't think she gives a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. I think she's doing it because they're like, "You're drama. You're drama. We need drama. Yeah, we need do more drama. Do, more, do yeah. drama." And I she's agree. like, "I can't me, even do it let anymore." Let me fake this drama. Yeah. So then they have their little talk, and Abby is is playing the victim and then she's like i'm not trying to play a victim uh yes you are she was like i've tried to give this 200 i'm like bitch where have i seen 200 percent effort anywhere mm. uh so oh i was like she's like i've given 200 percent. every other bitch on the show has given 200 percent. that's why they're fucking here. if you're giving 200 percent, i think everybody else on the show is given 250 yeah, or 300 exactly. because you're not giving enough for me uh it just they, they seem to make up, and it just seems made up. That's basically what I went on from, from that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, New Day in the Workroom. All of our favorite queens return. We're talking about Setter Jean mm-hmm. and Patty Pam Pam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Patty Pam Pam is back, everyone. She still looks like a Oh, my God. Child. I love Patty Pam Pam so much. <laughs> I followed her on Instagram. Did you? By the way, we have an Instagram now. And I tried to add tons of queens on the first day. And after 40 of them, they were like, you... We think you're a bot. Please don't add anymore. You followed too many people. Yeah. LOL. I was like, okay, we'll come back. Because I made it within like 10 minutes. I was like, ah, 
add, 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 yeah. add, add, add. I feel like we did that with the our sweet podcast too. But at least that's what I do. I was like related, but there's more stuff related. on it. I, I didn't yeah. have a picture yet. Okay, makes sense. Um, but yes, um, we love Patty Pam Pam. Everyone in uh, the Our Rupee podcast franchise is in Patty Pam Pam Stan, <laughs> oh, and okay. we think that she should have won. Oh, Drag Race okay. Oh, you think we we should have won? Uh, I'm we, saying this we, is we a collective because this is our opinion as a group. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um, so Patty Pam Pam's there, <laughs> and we're all very happy to see her. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we get some insight from the past queens about how they left. Mm-hmm. And everyone's surprised. That Cedergine is not in the top. That Cedergine is not in the top, and Abby's still there. Yeah. Well, they don't know that Abby's still there. Yeah, they're like, they, Abby's about to walk out. <laughs> the, yeah, because the, so the, they, all the limited queens come in, they... Uh, Trying to find out who was left in the competition. They see Envy's wigs. They see Janie's stuff. And they see Mama's stuff. And Cedergine says, well, Abby didn't really have what it takes to have what it takes anyways. Uh, and I was like, bitch, I agree. Bitch, mm-hmm. I agree. Because uh, they were like, oh, Abby's about to walk out next. And then Fred comes in. They're all just like, what? uh, what's going on? Yeah, so weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we talked to Room, and mm-hmm. she's like pressed. Yeah. That she's like, They're like, you were the first to go home. She's like. Yes. <laughs> I think, I don't know if she's pressed. I think she's just weird. Well, <laughs> she could be pressed. Perhaps she is but, pressed. But it could be all the things. Um, Patty Pam Pam cannot be bothered because she is a queen <laughs> oh and gosh. she already knows that she wins. Oh my gosh. Uh, Megan Schoenbrood is Megan Schoenbrood. <laughs> um, disappointed, perhaps? <laughs> um, Megan, <laughs> Madam Madness has decided to be a queen of the beard. The beard is on brand for her, and she's going to keep on exactly. doing it. Exactly. I am she proud said, of her for She that. said, oh, this is my brand. I'm like, I'm glad you stick to it. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad that you left that on you the episode. That you felt like you had to do that. Exactly. And she should never have had to do that. No. I'm very proud of her. Uh, Cedergine's still upset and is not sorry about mm-hmm. it, Mama. Uh, Chelsea by- Boy said that she saw the wind slip from her when her wig came off, but I think the wind slipped from her when they allowed Abby to stay. Mm-hmm. Um. Whichever episode you please, because I think she you should choose, have got home. Whatever episode you could choose she was in the a bottom. myriad. I think maybe the first episode when she lip synced. Did she lip sync in room? No, that was Megan and, and room mm-hmm. lip syncing against each other. The second one when she lip synced against Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then all the queens are like surprised because our top four enters. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other girls don't look very happy to see these bitches. I don't know that they. I think that they're mostly just unhappy about Abby being there still. Uh, I would imagine. Because imagine being Cedergine and Chelsea Boy. Like, two amazing competitors in this competition who watched all of the time that she was in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Except for the last episode. Yeah. They saw that she was in the bottom, what, four times? And they were like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Um, And then, so Cedergine was like, you all deserve, three of you deserve it. I was like, living for the shade, mm-hmm. mama. Cedergine does not give a fuck. Well, that's because she already had her falling out with, Cedar, with, with Abby. Abby, yeah. Not so, give a fuck either. Abby, mm-hmm. you don't deserve to be there. I'd say it too. Also, I'd put that little bits in her head because you already got eliminated anyway. So mm-hmm. I'd put those little bits in her head. It's like, you don't deserve to be there. What's, what are you going to do? I'd start a fight. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't give a fuck. Fred, go back up them stairs. I have just, I have some business to attend. We got to do some reading here, okay? Um, Yes. and then, That's honestly what we needed is a reading challenge again from the Eliminated Queens. I'd live for that. Didn't they do that? 
Mm, Did I, I make that think up? So. Mm, okay, never mind. But I would love to watch Cedrigine read everyone. Oh yes. And I, I guess Mama Queen because apparently Mama Queen is the reader of the bunch. She got some which things I did to not say. think because yeah. she's such a sweetheart. Exactly. Um, or I'm sorry, they're such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get a glimpse at some terrible prizes, except oh, yeah. for maybe the cover girl. Is it even cover girl? It's, I don't even fucking know. Not, it's a magazine shoot. Isn't it Vogue? No. Did I make that up? It's not Vogue. No? So is that wrong? I think it's cover girl. I don't remember. Teen girl. Claire? Teen Marie Claire. <laughs> Women's <Macy's>. first. <laughs> Hello. Sears. Uh, Sears. Um, and then we get a message from Rue congratulating uh, our top four on being the top Cosmopolitan, four. Cosmopolitan. That's what it that is. is it. Yeah, it's Cosmopolitan. <laughs> Marie Claire. Uh, food magazine? <laughs> Uh, Food Network. <laughs> so Stupid. for the finale, the runway is ultimate best drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the typical interview portion, mm-hmm. except they don't have Tic Tacs. Uh, I know. And dinner. The re- they don't get dinner. No dinner. Oh, my God. You expect them to starve? Um, and uh, they haven't eaten anything all day. Well, you, you saw That's the, all you have is one Tic Tac. That setter she got that one time. That oh, was she a, did have that coat. She, that's all she got. And like little finger food. I'm like, is this all the queens get? <laughs> Did you get like burritos or anything like that? They're like, hey, <laughs> no. where's where's this Chipotle? This isn't Los Angeles, honestly. You Maybe to minimize the amount of like cucumber sandwiches, potential food poisoning someone might get. Like, mm, no, hey, we ain't gonna let you get sick. Like Willem, hey, if I were on the show, side. I'd poison someone. Okay, like food poisoning. Where are you gonna get some arsenic, girl? Food poisoning. Oh, oh, girl, shut up. Just leave some sandwiches in the bathroom overnight. Simon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, So there's the typical interview portion, and then a RuPaul number with choreo. Which Not just a RuPaul number. It's a RuPaul medley. Medley of, choreo. Yeah. With choreo, mm-hmm. which in the show is a, a couple of uh, simple steps and some arm waving. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get to We'll get there. Uh, so then the girls go to learn their choreo. Gerald, the dance coach, is not here for any Mm-mm. of the dancers, mama. Bitch. Did not have any time for anyone. Except there was one that we did not hear anything bad about. Miss Janie, Janie Jacquet. Mm-hmm. So Janie Jacquet has no problem. Everybody else does. Everyone else seems to be failing quite uh, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I sort of think the editor was like, how, could we, how do we get Janie? Yeah, I think they put like a little bit of like a of a back back thing or a confessional. She's like, "Oh wow, this was so hard," and everyone else is like, "I'm doing so poorly and like breaking everything. I don't know how to do anything." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, sounds about right." Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And the choreo, the, the the editing made it look very difficult. The editing or, made it look very difficult. It made it look like there was a lot going on and that everyone's like, I don't know how to do these steps, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll revisit that. So then they all chat with Fred and Nikki for their little uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start by talking to Abby. Uh, Fred says that Abby is sexy, fierce, and full of energy, and that's why she's still here. Girl, where? Yeah. Um, yeah. I... Uh, I uh, and she talks about being fiery. She's like, I was always told no, and I have to fight for myself. So that's why I'm like the way I am. I was like, I don't see sexy because 
I just don't see sexy. I think that she's good at painting, but like the rest of the I'm not even crazy about the paint. Okay. Well, I think she's got a good she's got a good canvas to work with, yeah. which is half the battle. B- yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> Patty Pam Pam is the best queen I have ever seen and I'm going to fly her to Texas for my wedding. Okay. And I'm going to uninvite you. Okay. And Patty Pam Pam will act like you. So be there instead? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll just stay with Tony and Kendall in the hotel that we, well, not hotel, the, the place that we've booked together and just let. Uh, You've all booked a place. Somebody told me that. Oh, sorry. Hey. So I'm going to stay at the lake house with my parents and brother. I don't know. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. That's we'll talk about this topic. later. I thought that someone told you about this. Anyways, it's awkward. <laughs> Continue. I love awkward moments on our podcast. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, okay, sexy, fierce, and full of energy. I have not seen fierce. I've seen you feisty, not fierce. Um, I've seen you mean. I full of energy. I don't. I don't think that's true. She walks out and she does a little wink and sexy or, or attempt at sexy on the runway every single week. She does the same shtick. Nothing's different. She has it's not like shown camp me at best. Ex- not even that. I think it's literally just what Abby thinks is is. Uh, Good for Abby. Uh, and I just, I don't, I don't think it works. It does not work for me. It's a mosquito. Oh, it's very basic to me. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so then we go on to. Um, I didn't really have anything about Mama. Anything oh, sorry. So, I'll, okay, then I'll talk about it. Uh, so, Mama talks about identifying as a human. Oh, yes, being. I did. <laughs> <laughs> identifying as a human being and on. Well, oh, and so I have a problem with that. Okay. So, they, Fred asks. How would you like to be addressed as a man or a woman? Which is the wrong way to phrase that no. question. What uh, are your pronouns is the correct way. Perhaps I'll chalk it up to the translation. Mm-hmm. But I heard uh, Frau and something and whatever the, whatever the Dutch equivalent of a man is. I don't know. Um, but I heard those words. I can't say anything in German because it's not close. Yeah. <laughs> but I specifically heard words that I translated in my head that I have no idea what Dutch. I don't have any Dutch experience, but I heard man and woman yeah. like those two words specifically, which is definitely not the way to ask that question. No. Um, and they would like to be referred to as a human being. Yes. Uh, Nikki, ever the clueless, asks if uh, they have to fight to be called what they want. Obviously, girl. Mm-hmm. Did you think that they didn't? Yeah. Do you think that everybody was like, oh, yep. Well, people nowadays right off the top of the head. still are fighting for just pronouns to be a, a thing that people put everywhere. It makes so much sense. People uh, have gone to putting pronouns on their, on their resumes. Or, like, for example, at my my work, um, in your, like, little profile, it has a little required slot that asks what your pronouns are. And I think that's beautiful because it literally requires you to address what your pronouns are so that when people want to address you – you can say, oh, please refer to my profile or whatever, like, for my for my pronouns. Or if someone's like, oh, you know, so-and-so was like, oh, hey, I'd like to be called this. Like, I have that on my profile. Like, so then you can, if you're addressing someone you don't know at work, you can look at their profile and say, yes, he, she, they, them. Like, how do they want to be addressed? And, like, that's, I think that's beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, this is all going to take time because you and it I will. still have a problem with it. Exactly. Uh, and, and, but you, there's a difference between you and I and like 
I feel like a large mass, a large mass of people who that just want to don't give a shit. Option. And it pisses me off, especially when I'm like on a dating app or like Grinder added people's pronouns on there. Like whenever I used to be on Grinder, and people would just put. Oh, stupid she's not on Grinder. I haven't, I haven't been on Grinder in a long time. Oh. Um, but uh, but they did have the the option for putting pronouns on there. Uh, but so many people that I like chatted or people who chat with me put things like fried chicken or you know uh a wall or things like that it's like because it was a, a free spot that you were allowed to kind of put whatever um and it just pisses me off because it's like this is not a joke to a lot of people and like i understand that you and i are trying and it's a development thing that we are both working toward and if someone corrects us we're not going to be offended by that and we're not going to say oh who cares that, yeah, that's, definitely not. That's who cares? Not who cares who is cares. the wrong answer. Exactly. And so those people who write things that are offensive are the ones who would say something like, oh, who cares? So while we're trying, I do – I'm not trying to – like, I am defending myself, but I'm also not trying to say that it doesn't matter because it absolutely does. And so I will 100% take anyone's criticism for saying you said the wrong pronouns for they, them, he, she, uh, the, he, him – she, her, you know, anything like that. If I say the wrong pronouns, correct me, let me fix it, and we'll go from there. Like, and if you say it, that you were offended by it, I will 100% say, I'm so sorry, and go from there because I said the wrong pronouns and that's on me. And I, that, that's, that's the difference that I feel is between you and I versus a large amount of people who are not understanding these things. And maybe Holland, Belgium, uh, the Netherlands are different than like the United States in that they are more progressive or less progressive in those mindsets. I don't know. I don't, that's a culture thing that I once I again think, don't know. I mean, generally we're about in the same place. Yeah. Um, you just, in my experience, which is none, yeah. I don't know that they necessarily have the, that many LGBTQ shows mm-hmm. that are widely available. Well, even here in the United States, we don't have that many. We so don't. No. We have RuPaul's Drag Race, and they have Drag Race now too. Yeah. So like, this is still like a learning curve for for everyone. Everyone, and and that's the thing is that like these, the masses, honestly, is this the thing that we all have to learn? So the fact that we're having Mama Queen, uh, tell us these things, and they're out there per- creating this this rhetoric that is important to so many people, internationally. Uh, is a very good thing. So, you need to hear it. Exactly. You it makes me very happy that they're on this this show and they're identifying um, identifying themselves. So this correction I thought was iconic because it was a thing when Fred does ask between, uh, according to the translation, between a man, a, or, a woman. man or woman, and uh, Mama says, I'm identifying as a human being. Um, and then I thought it was also extremely beautiful when they said, uh, I'm an eternal. I'm on an eternal quest for finding myself. Uh, that was uh, iconic because she was basically like, I don't really care like what people say about like me or uh, I'm sorry. They said um, I don't really care how like people talk about me uh, and like how I'm perceived by other people. Uh, I think they did say that they had mentioned like, oh, I I do do feel like how I'm viewed by other people. But they also mentioned like I'm focusing on me and focusing on my eternal quest to find out what it is for me. And that's something that everyone can take from. Like everyone can every single person have something come from that. No matter who you are, you can identify with Mama Queen by saying, 
identify with this eternal quest. Like, yep. period says. Yeah, she. I. I. I liked their. Um, I liked their interview the best. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next up is Jane J.K. Uh, Jane J.K. loves it when people are unexpectedly themselves. Mm-hmm. Or is that what I wrote? Yeah. I mean, she discusses that uh, she's unexpectedly. Like, I, That's not the word that I was trying to write, and I checked that. Uh, she's she talks about being not being insecure, like unabashedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not embarrassed of being themselves. Yeah. Um, I and, mean, which unexpectedly still works. Uh, she says, "I'm not being insecure about her." Or she says that she's ugh, discusses that she's not being insecure about herself, uh, and that there's a, like a wall that she puts up um, that apparently people have deemed as like being bitchy. a bitch. Yeah, being bitchy. Uh, so she deems it as like being the bitchy wall. Uh, it's just her trying to present the best version of herself all the time. Exactly. And to keep people from getting too close too quickly. Yeah. Um, which which I, I, can, can, I can relate. I can't, but I can uh, imagine mm-hmm. because I don't have that filter. Well, so like I'm friendly to a lot of people like when I first meet them, which is true. I'm like kind of overly friendly sometimes. And so people like get to know me. Like on a service level, but when they try to get to know me like a little bit, when they deeper, realize how disgusting you are, exactly, I start to be more sarcastic, more sassy, and so they get to see this like sarcastic sassiness, and the sarcastic sassiness is really a wall that I put up for people to like get to know me better, and like if you get through that and understand my sarcasm and get to that point, you have become a closer friend, and if you don't get to that point, then it's like okay, well. My sassiness and sarcasm are jokes to you, uh, and they are jokes. But like, there comes a point that like people can realize that like, oh, there's more to Chris than just jokes, you know. So, yeah, I, I related with J- Janie J.K. when she said this. So, mm-hmm. um, and then Envy comes out. Mm-hmm. It says that because she came out at 21, she came out much later than anyone else. I was like, girl. You're doing good. Like, 21 is okay. Yeah, I came out at 22. <laughs> I mean, I came out younger than that, but I'm still like, I was on... I mean, everyone... I feel like a majority of gay people, when you ask them what age did they come out, what is their biggest regret that they us- they wish that they would have come out, out sooner? sooner. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that coming out at 21... I mean, and somebody could say it to me, that saying that I wish I would have come out earlier than 17, mm-hmm. that... 17 is a fine age. 21 is a fine age. Mm-hmm. Um, girl, it's good. I think it's But I don't think that's a feeling that you need to have. I think, yeah. I don't think it's a feeling you need to have. And also, I think that, like... I mean, that's a feeling that a lot of people have whenever they are, are accepted by their families. Or even... Not even, like, when they're not accepted by their families. I think it's, like, when... A, 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 like, accepted by friends or families or anything like that where they have realized that there are people out there that actually care about them. That will be there for them no matter what. Correct. And so then whenever these people come out and see that there is a world beyond being afraid and being scared, it's like, what? So we all have that regret. I mean, and that's But I feel like she, so she says that she uh, struggled with inner homophobia, obviously. Mm -hmm. She said, as she said before. Which we both did. We both talked about this on our podcast before that we both... Anything's Struggle. better than being gay. Exactly. Um, but she's, like, ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. She's, like, deathly ashamed of it. And I mean, I am regretful of it. Um, and I wish that I hadn't done that to myself. But I'm not ashamed. I mean... Because there's... The, everybody goes through their own thing in their own way. Mm-hmm. But coming out at 21 and being 
ashamed of yourself for only doing it then because you were so homophobic towards yourself, girl, you, you got You did your own thing. Mm-hmm. You did it the only way that you knew how. Well, that's what she goes on to say. She she had these preconceived notions on exactly what being gay and the gay scene and not identifying with that gay scene was and like what that meant to her. And that was where my internalized homophobia in ugh, internalized homophobia. homophobia came from as well. Uh, because I was like, I thought that being because the only the the only gays that I saw were like this idea of this nail polish wearing nail polish drag queen crazy yeah like uh, here I am being like this flamboyant like oh hey bitch like gay club dancing to Britney Spears every Saturday which is so funny because that's what I am now but (laughs) girl no where oh you don't see my frosted tips I I think you have tips oh. I have like little like dead ends. I have four hairs. <laughs> Shut the fuck and up. And the sun has bleached them on the oh, ends. Oh no. Um, no. So like she had this idea of like what being gay meant. And she was like, oh, I'm not that gay. But being in a part of the gay community now, it gives me a large realization that I love about the gay community is that being. I love our culture. I love our culture because being gay does not mean being gay. Does that make sense? Like being, being gay, gay can be a lot of things. Being gay can be whatever Anything. you want. Whatever you want. And, but as long as you're not shitting on any uh, anyone else's idea of being gay, which is what I ha- hate about like the masks versus fems argument because that pisses me the fuck off because like you can be gay and you can lift a bunch of weights and be as bro as you want to, but as long as you're not shitting on the ones that dance around in their little bikinis and speedos and high heels or drag queens, like, I don't give a fuck. We can all be gay. We can all be gay together. You can identify as however you want to. You can walk in a, in a gay club with just a harness on and a little, like, leather speedo. You can walk in and be a muscle bro in a tank top in short shorts. Or you be can, at home and be playing dr- Dungeons & Dragons, Dungeons and with, Dragons your friends. with your nerdy friends. Like, that's perfectly fine. And nerdy is not a bad term. We love nerdy because we're both nerdy. Uh, uh, you want to play Dungeons & Dragons, I too. I so do. <laughs> but anyone that loves Celine Dion, I just would refer to as more of a... Uh, you can be a Britney Classic Spears. gay. Exactly. You can be a Britney Spears singing Little Bitch, or you can... And I mean, bitch, in a good way. Or you can be a heavy metal listen, li- listening to Irish, uh, not Irish, Vi- Viking, Viking Irish metal. Uh, Which I have not met, and I would like to see it. Yeah, because but, I want to see the gays of all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what envy was, and also myself, because I can identify with what envy said. It's like I had this box that was created in like what being gay meant in the. 2000s, uh, early 2010s, when I was Which like... Which I feel like 2000s, early 2010s was still like the... Ni- if you were not was, on the it's scene... It's similar to the 90s. They were going to give you the 90s. Because all we saw was what was from the 90s. Will and Grace. Yeah. And I mean, which well, Will and Jack Grace from Will was and Grace. a great mm-hmm. stepping stone for everybody else. But if you were gay and you were watching it, it may have been kind of a... Uh, not as great of a role model. Yeah. The idea that I got was like, oh, all gays are like Jack. Not like all gays were like Will. When I was ready, after our, uh, while I was coming out and while I was thinking about coming out, I used to watch Queer as Folk all the time. Mm -hmm. I never watched Queer as Folk. I wish I would have. I loved Queer as Folk so much. 
because I mean it was a, it was a drama. Yeah. And they had a wider variety of gay characters than like and, and I've watched Will and Grace. But that was my first interpretation or like first visual televised experience of yeah. what gay people gay life was like. Exactly. And they had romances. There was a, a monogamous couple or ended up being monogamous couple. <laughs> uh, there was like a nerdy guy. There was like an artsy guy. There was like a tech guy. There were lesbians. There were people who were living their lives. They were real people. Exactly. Real people. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that, that is iconic. That is important. That is, is, uh, it, it creates role models. Honestly, like it's important it, and, and not just like role models. I, I don't mean like, Oh, I'm going to go follow on this like random celebrity and it footsteps. It's showing you that it's okay to be a normal person. Be whoever you, whoever be. you want to. Gay is not your entire personality. Gay Correct. is who you love. And I feel like the 90s and early 2000s or even the 80s. They were like, were, gay is a personality. That's the only thing it is. Exactly. Um, and also, gay gays during like those times were shown as like typically to the extremes of like mm-hmm. being like, oh, they're the slut. You know, Circuit parties. They're, yeah, going, doing the drugs, the drug addict, like blah, blah, blah. No. Why can't you create this idea of what Shit's Creek has done is a person who get, talking about their sexuality was never even addressed. Yeah. By David in what four seasons, and it wasn't even addressed. It was then. addressed for twenty seconds of one episode when they were asked what wine they. I, I thought you liked white wine, but apparently you like red wine. But that discussion was a but cute discussion mm-hmm. because it was like it was like in a in a way of like, well, I dabble in both. Well, and, it was a way of like, I shouldn't. It's not my place to fully come out and ask that uh-huh. question. So maybe a little bit of a uh, like an allegory would yeah. be a better option. And David is a character that can come forward and say, "I see where you're going, and I see that you're uncomfortable, and I know that you're trying. So I'll give you this I'll an give answer you, I'll in the way your that allegory. you've done." Exactly. Um, and it, it was created in a way that didn't matter. Yeah. Like it was created in a way that like. Both characters understood each other and loved each other regardless. Uh, it wasn't like a, oh, let's create this drama whole thing of like, well, I need to go like recollect my feelings about you coming out to me. Like coming out is not a bad thing. And so, it, it may not be popular, but I think it, it's great for it to not be like the person that has to ask the question. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what do I do? Oh, what do I do? Mm-hmm. This is all about me. What do I do? I have to ask this it question. It was all about the person who was being asked the question. Exactly. Or even like when I look at Love, Simon. Love, Simon maybe wasn't – some people say it was a shitty movie. I actually really loved it because I identify as gay and uh, watching this movie, um, it was so like that cathartic because like watching this movie and seeing – that this this young boy was so scared to come out to his family and then did and his family was just like we love you so much and like the mom and the dad had such a great reaction to it like that is what we need to see more of because that will give LGBTQs so much more confidence because coming out is not just one time thing we coming come out, out every day we come out every single fucking day every single day did I do it today. Did did I come out with someone? Did someone today? I don't know. I don't think I did it today. But I mean, the it majority the of it is every day. I mean, I, at this new job that I started, I mentioned someone mentioned like, "Oh, you're like you're." I like made a comment about like, 
oh, this is what, like, a blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you're going to make a, like, a happy wife someday. And I was like, well, I hope to make a happy husband someday. Like, you know, like, or mm-hmm. m- make a husband happy someday. Like, because, and I, I was at that point. It's like, do I type to these people and say, yeah, okay. I sure will. Sure, sure will. Or do I say, like, no, let me correct you and say, I'm not going to make a wife happy someday. I'm going to make a husband happy someday. Yeah. And, like, th- that's Most coming out. Most of the out. time I enjoy it. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I No, I enjoyed Girl. it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed telling because, I mean, they all accepted me and they all have continued Most talking to me. Most of the time I'm so. like, um, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't already know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And some of us, well, but see, I've never met any of them in person. The, all of true. ours were 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 over text message, so or or uh, Slack chat. Um, so I mean, it, it it's a coming out process every single day, and so that's what I resonated with with envy. Where we mm-hmm. sidetracked a lot. Come all the saying, way back. Come all the way back. So uh, I I resonated with, or I'm sorry, envy statement resonated with me saying that like you should not hate yourself for who you are as a gay person because being as a gay person, the preconceived notion, there are no notions, girl. No. You can be whoever the fuck you want to in this community, and that's what I love All about the it. time. All the time. So all don't be time. embarrassed, girl. Not we're, at all. we're here for you. We're All the you. time. All the time. Anyways. Um, Janie is asked who she would call to tell that she's in the finale, mm-hmm. um, and she says that she would call her dad. Oh, my God. This, um, this made me tear up. Yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, she would really like to share with him that this is the thing that she has always dreamed of and strived for for so long and it's finally coming true and that she wishes he would be there because he'd be so proud of her. Oh, and I bet that he would have loved doing that makeover challenge. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It, her mom loved it, but I bet her dad would love to be there. Yeah. Um, and I know, I mean, all these, every story that we've heard on drag race of people saying that they wish that their dad could have seen it. Mm-hmm. The dads that do see it are so proud. So proud. Even Darian Lake's dad, the, Darian Lake, the entire time she was on the season was like, oh, D- uh, um, Darian's not going to accept, or my dad's not going to accept me, blah, blah, blah. And then Darian Lake's dad shows up to the uh, season six finale with uh, both his mom and dad have elephant tusk horns as earrings. And I was like, this is wonderful. Yeah. Period. Because if you're, if you're, um, well, if we're honest, if your dad's worth anything, he'll be proud of you. He'll be proud of you. Exactly, especially for being on a show like this, like nationwide, nation, na- a national television. Whether you got global el- wide, yes, honestly, whether or not you got eliminated first or uh, made it all the way to the top five, like uh, Darian Lake did, top four, like Darian Lake did, <laughs> you made it to a point. The thing that you're good at, you made it to the top of to the international television, which is the top of the top. So regardless if you got eliminated first or you won, like you still made it to that point. And that's an iconic moment. Mm-hmm. So, period. Period. Um, so then we head to the main stage. Mm-hmm. And Fred comes out in the ugliest dress yet. Um, except when we see Nikki's hideous circle what curtain dress. What is happening to this? Not Nikki, not Nikki tutorials. Nikki, Nikki Plesson, Plesson. Because yes. it's a fucking ugly dress, yes. Nikki Plesson. What With the fuck are you wearing? Both were created by Clay Everson, which is the same person who created the dress, dress that's, that's they're the, winning. That you get to... Never mind. <laughs> we all know how I feel about the main prize. I don't know. I don't know. Is he sponsoring the show? Like, is he making the whole show happen? Because well, he's sponsoring it away because he gave him an 18,000 18, euro dress. dress. Yeah. I don't know. Nikki Plesson looked like a full-on curtain. She was just a blob. 
It was like shapeless. It, shapeless. Maybe if she stood up, it would be nice, but Maybe. I don't think so. But she was sitting, and I think he knew that she was going to be sitting most of the time. So why? And why is that your thing of like Floofy, a circle pleated, with a fluffy yeah. pleated, the pleated pleated silky, nightmare? Yeah. And, and, and like mauve and blue yeah. are his motifs. Because I mean, look at uh, uh, Fred's dress. It was just mauve weird and flowers, blue. and it all it was also shapeless. There was no shape to Fred. Big ass shoulders, mm-hmm. boxy torso, mm-hmm. and a, a, a wispy, tiny yeah. little skirt. Yeah. What the fuck That's is that it. shit? I was no. not happy with it. No. And then she was like, oh, look, the person who designed this dress. And it's like, okay, he does not need to be there. I was like, send him home. Yeah. Uh, and then Nikki Tutorials is back yes. again. We stand looking gorgeous. This is the Nikki always. that I wanted to be on Drag Race. If you have a Dutch uh, icon that's as big as Nikki Tutorials, you need to find a way Nikki to get Tutorials her on there Tutorials should be more running often. the show. Honestly, why is she not the one that's there? I don't, I don't get know. it. But, it, I mean, if you're desperately ha- wanting to have Fred be the host, okay. I don't dislike... Nikki Tutorial should be the <laughs> the Nikki. I don't dislike Fred. That's what I'm saying is she should be the Nikki. Yeah. The right, the right Nikki. Like, get Nikki Tutorials on there as much as you can. Also, Pay I her mean, whatever you need to. She'd do it. She, she would do it. She uh, is an international star. Uh-huh. She does beautiful makeup. Maybe she doesn't have the... She's not going to give you. She's not going to give you a Michelle kind of person persona, because. But she's also going to give you an actual like intelligent answer for drag queens makeup. Yes. She's going to understand drag queen makeup. She's going to understand makeup. Period. So she'll give you intelligent answers. Nikki Plesson, as we've learned from our Dutch friend, that is t- she doesn't um, know anything. Pretty. She doesn't know anything. Michelle Visage has worked with drag queens for what? 40 um, fucking years. years. Yeah. So she understands drag. She understands drag queens. She understands voguing. She understands all that shit. She understands culture. And, but above that, she understands being in the spotlight as well. Mm-hmm. Michelle Visage was in a, a girls group. She's Nikki famous. Plesson was famous for she what? Was on being a model. The, the, the RuPaul show back in the nineties. Like, this is all. These are all things that Michelle Visage has been a part of drag, drag culture, voguing culture. Uh, she's watched the AIDS ap- epidemic. She's seen all these things that have affected, really affected gay people and gay culture. She understands gay culture, so I'm okay with Michelle Visage. Oh yeah, I love Michelle okay Visage. I don't know that she... I don't agree with her every time. No, but I think that her opinion is valid. I do agree. Nikki Plesson, I'm not really sure. And apparently, people in Holland. Nikki Plesson seems like a top either. model kind of judge. And I don't even know that. I don't know what she does. She's a model. That's it. That's I yeah, think that's top it. model. Yeah. Oh, here we, is that how we can help you do modeling. This is not. You have not helped anything with these drag queens, from what I've seen. Anyways. Yes. And so, then we have the uh, RuPaul medley. Um, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is even this number? What is this? this? Is literal what the fuck garbage. is this shit? Literal garbage. Why is there so much marching in place? Literally marching in place, walking. There was so much walking back and forth. Uh, there were like what three things that they had to do. Mama and Abby fail. Look so lost, which is no surprise, honestly, in my opinion. Janie and Envy ate up that stage, in my opinion. I, I don't even think they did. I think the whole number was garbage. I think the number was garbage, but I think that I was watching them two the most. I was, yes. The I mean, and or ja, uh, Janie had every step down. Yeah. Um, 
Envy flubbed uh, a couple uh, steps. Actually, quite a bit, yeah. Yes. But, um, but it was still better than good. Mom and Abby. Mom and Abby kept on like looking at everyone else like, what is everyone else doing? What is everyone else doing? It's like, what the fuck? For being worried about choreo in a couple of hours, this was a whole lot of walking and marching into plays. Yeah. Why? Why? Why we? I could have learned this in 30 minutes. Honestly. What, what the fuck is this? And nearly everyone was offbeat. Oh, yes. Like, wh- what? And also, your choreo for the last one, I thought was more difficult than this one. How yeah. is this yeah. the finale? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, maybe that they had planned it for four, and they ended up with three. But still, I mean, in a normal RuPaul finale, everyone has, like, their moment to shine, mm-hmm. and the other other queens are off stage, Not offstage, but downstage. Exactly, them. yes. So... So then that gives the queens that are downstage from them the opportunity to steal the show, uh, and then the ones that are on the stage to do their thing. But we never there was never was, a point of everyone's that. all on stage. It was at the a same lip time. sync in in a is a choreographed lip sync yeah. is what it was, and it was and some of the queens didn't even know the words exactly, and nobody embodied RuPaul during no. the song exactly. Not even I, I think Janie did the best, but not even Janie really embodied RuPaul during no. the songs because what were the songs? Uh, uh, so see that walk, uh, cover girl, mostly cover girl. That was a lot of cover girl. Um, and then there was a, a, another one. It's the, uh, mm, was it the to the moon song? No. no, that's what they end on. Yeah. Either way, it didn't matter. I mean, sissy that walk is like fierce, fierce, mm-hmm. fierce, and nobody was like, which we saw in season six. Fierce-faced. Like you need that that fierce bitch from Adore Bianca, uh, Courtney Act, like. You need those fierce bitch attitudes, and they didn't give that to. And CoverGirl is like, just look at me being just, a model. I'm fucking gorgeous. Yes. Look at me. Yes. You can't not look at me. Mm-hmm. And none of these girls really portrayed no, that for nothing. me. Nothing. Um. So then we come to the main stage, welcoming back the uh, all the queens. All the queens. Yeah. Uh. So Room, of course, our first eliminated queen is up first. Um. Kind of reminds me of like a dead Jean Harlow. I think it's really simple for a finale, almost regular esque, but I think it's really pretty. I thought it was really pretty too. I, I didn't loved write the... home about it, but I thought it was really pretty. I did too. Uh, I thought that I loved the wig, and I actually kind of really loved the jaw shape that she created, the contour that she essentially created with the the weird like metallic metallic stuff. thing that she created on her face. Um, and she actually wore a shaped dress, which is so different than what we've seen in her promo Everything. and the the first runway. Uh, so I was like, oh, look, you have hips. What, well, how weird. this is also uh, what I assume. What I assume is this: the girls are bringing their finale looks. They're, yeah, it's the best drag. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know that this would scream best drag, but it was not a shapeless outfit from what, he's seen, what we've seen from Room. And I'll say I spooped it. I spooped it as well. Interesting. Uh, next up at the stage is... Oh, Patty Pam Pam. Patty Pamela Pamela. A sex goddess. Oh, my God. Um, LOL. I think there's some some Shania Twain vibes here, oh, yeah. mostly because of the floor length leotard uh, and leopard leopard print leotard mm-hmm. and the 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 cape. I'm not sure about the lips on the side. I'm not sure what they're for. Um, I the was confused by the busy. mouth. Yeah, I was confused by the mouth. 
Um, but I thought her paint was beautiful. And her hair. I love that the, wig. The wig was so good. I love it that wig. It her face perfectly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is the best that Pan Patty Pam Pam looked on the Ever stage. looked. Ever looked. What I don't know about ever looked because she's the gorgeous queen and I love her. Oh but God. this is a very good interpretation of Patty From Pam what Pam. I've seen from Patty Pam Pam. It's a spoop. It's a spoop as well. Um, Next up the stage is Megan Schoenbrood. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that this is it. Did she come out as a golden boat? <laughs> I thought that her make her makeup and her wig looked really good together. Uh -huh. um, I thought she looked happy on stage, which is different for Megan Schoenbrood. Yeah, because um, she's always been a dark, like, like big lipped enchantress, <laughs> and not not in a good way. But what the fuck is this boxy ass leotard what? girl? You have a boat on your hips. What we, is this? We learned in this season that she's leaning, learning to be proud of her body on stage. But then, girl, show us. Yeah. What? What is this? Take that thing off, off your, your waist. waist. <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, I give it a poof. Yeah, I pooped it. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Moving uh, on. Meta Madness. She came back with our beard. I love it. She's looking like a sexy business demon. The hair is just right. Oh yeah. Um, I told uh, I, I I this is what I could have used for madness during the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. These are the faces. This is the paint that I needed. I needed this this fierce like. The beard was on point. Yes. The wig was oh, on point. Um, this is a villainess that I want for my, my distant oh, movies. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I need this demon in my life all the time. Uh, I spooked it. I got a bit of a him from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I'm about it, yeah. Uh, but like, as in like a, I'm business him. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like, it was very- I'm running a multinational corporation exactly. here. I don't uh, have time to steal your soul. I don't have time to put on these claws. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, I, I loved, loved it. It was a spook. I gave it a spook as well. Um, Setter Jean. Setter Jean. They told her that her Miss Piggy Kermit the Frog was shit, and she said, "Hold my beer, bitch." Because and she I'm said, "Do it to him." I'm bringing a big fuck you and repurposing this Piggy and Kermit dress. Uh, it was kind of. I got a bit of a Wild West vibe for some reason. I, I don't think I agree, but yeah, okay. I think it was the layer tool on the skirt, but I got like uh, May West a yeah. bit from it. Um, I was vibing. I vibe with it too. I thought she looked really pretty. Mm -hmm. um, she gave us a classic setter jean. I loved her little little tiny like uh, a puffed up wig. Uh, I thought it was really funny to see that this is the, what you had eliminated with. I she love was like, that she's like, "Hey, fuck you guys." She kept with the camp, and she was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna merge the two together and just make it something." And shit all over just this. Just shit all over the stage, and she did. I loved it. I gave it a spoop. Spoop. Um, Chelsea Boy up last, giving us copyright friendly Samus. Um, um, Samus maybe with no, 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 a little bit no, of Mega Man. Mega Man. It mm -hmm. was definitely Mega Man. Um, I, loved, I was like, I did not get Samus from Mega well, Man. Well, it's a woman Mega uh, Man. Okay, here. Um, I just love the way that she sells it on the runway. You got to sell your outfit. The confidence, and she girl. she sold the fuck because out of it. Because she painted herself how she wanted to paint herself. She dressed herself the way she wanted. Because she's not getting eliminated again. She's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm going to do what I had. want to. And I thought she, I loved it. I loved I it, I loved too. it. I will take five, I, Exactly. Please. please give me more of this. Spoop. Spoop as well. Um, so we only poop one uh, final look. Yeah. Megan. Megan. <laughs> Stop. Pretty on on par. On for par this for us, yeah. From from what we've done for this entire uh, season. Um, then we welcome our top four. Mm -hmm. Janie Jacay up first, looking gorgeous, Fa coming out like a fallen Victoria's Secret angel that's now a devil in red. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I 
I just it's like Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. I think the wings look expensive and oh, the boots yeah. are stunning. Oh, my favorite part was the boots. The boots are the so boots. Fucking, fucking stunning. Um, those two aspects allow you to really zoom in on on like and focus on her torso. Mm-hmm. The torso is probably my least favorite part about the outfit. It kind of gives me like late two thousand statement piece furniture. Uh, but it's not hideous. No. Uh, it really leaves a little bit to desire, be desired, but makeup stunning as usual. You can really see that she feels good in the outfit, and I appreciate she's that. living that runway. Uh, she's wearing just a leotard, which you know I don't like leotards, but the design and the stoning of the leotard I think looked really immaculate. She created such a, a, a beautiful look on the front of her, her uh, leotard there. Looks so good. Uh, she looks gorgeous. The paint, all of it. Spoop. I just want to know how those wings stay on her body. They look so Nothing heavy. short of a miracle. So heavy. And they don't fucking move. And she's stomping. And she's like, they, they, she is making them look uh, weightless. Like they're a part of her body. A weight, they, making them look weightless. But they look so heavy. They and, look so heavy. And she, she's And we all know that it. wings cannot be light. No, no, no. They have to be heavy. Oh, yeah. But the way that she secured them to her body is nothing short of They a moved as part of her body. And we'll see that later. Mm-hmm. So. Spoop for me as well. Um, did you go to pictures or you went through the runway first? No, I did pictures me too. Me too. Um, so then we get the former self picture moment. Mm-hmm. And I think she just gives very safe and sound advice. She does. Keep believing yourself and stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's that's some good good advice. And I I mean I don't necessarily always need tears for this no uh, this project that they do. Well, we got time. tears during her her podcast interview. So yeah, so. we somebody got them. So I think we this got her is vulnerability. A really, her proud proudly saying, "I didn't really make mistakes, mm-hmm. but I would tell them my younger self to be proud because you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You have it in you." There's yeah. nothing I can tell you that you don't already know. Yeah. Which I loved about it. Which is, I got Priyanka vibes, honestly. Priyanka did, ha- we had some tears from Priyanka when she talked to her former self. Uh, but it was essentially like, just be yourself, be gay. Like, that's what, and that's basically what Jenny was saying is like, be yourself. You're, you'll always be yourself, just be yourself. Like, that's what matters. Yep. So, because you're the star. You're the star, exactly. Um, up next on stage, Abby OMG. Mm-hmm. Um, you wait until now to give the judges versatility, girl. Exactly. She came out as a glock, goth Cleopatra looking motherfucker. So uh, forgiving that, I think Abby looks gorgeous here. Uh, it's it's the queen of the damned, Ashanti, from mm-hmm. uh, the interview with the vampire. Um, but I also get a bit of Malefic- Maleficent. Oh, I got Maleficent. Angelina Jolie. Yes. Uh, the way that she paints her eyes. I would have taken... The horns from Mama Queen later and put them on top of Abby and said, give them this like weird frame of horns. Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the crown that she's wearing is gorgeous verbatim from yeah, yeah. the interview with a vampire. But I probably would have chosen horns also. Um, the, 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 the way she paints her eyes, uh, it's not entirely different from the way that she normally does, but it looks so good with mm-hmm. the blackout contacts. Yes. And I was like, bitch, why have you not been giving us goth this entire season? Because all of these colors are working for you, mama, so well. I mean, granted, yes, sometimes we would like to see your body. Yes. But I think that this 
glam. This has been better than anything anything ever she's her, ever done. Anything. She's anything ever done. she's ever done. So she did give us her best drag. She really she did. did. Yeah, she really she, did. Uh, so the eyes almost look kind of anime like to me mm. because of the white painted underneath and then the black contact and the direction kind of, of the like, white where it goes across and then down. Yes. it was just massive yeah, eyes. Yeah. Um, and the trick she's done with her blush blending into the lid and the brow was really, I thought it was really beautiful. Um, it only really works because of those black contacts though. And I'm really complimenting on her makeup because she can see herself with those contacts while she's painting. Cause I'm not, I'm sure she's not painting with the contacts in, Mm-mm. um, the Boulay brothers would approve. Oh yeah. I thought this, this was really gorgeous. The um, only thing I'm not crazy about is the stoning of the corset. Mm-hmm. I didn't need all that. Okay. And if you really wanted all those stones, I would have done black stones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The silver stones on her her corset area, I wish that they would have been like black or purple stones to get like a little bit of like black glimmer there. Um, but uh, oh, she, oh, oh, I said, I love the dress and I just hate that it's on her. I roll. Um, oh. She, however, did not give the same energy in her face while she was walking the runway. She still walked the runway and still trying to give that whole idea of like sexy. I'm wearing Cute a bikini. Little kawaii. Yeah. And like, she gave it less than she normally does, but she still like, was like, Ooh, and like smiling. It's like, okay, you're Girl, in you're this dress. Now. If you're in this dress, you are queen of the damned. You are not smiling. You are supposed to walk out there and be like stone face. I'm the fucking bitch. Like move on from there. Don't touch me. me the- and I will turn you into. I'll snakes. kill you. Exactly. Um, yeah, I did not approve of her walking and she did a, a wink on one part of the stage and I was like, girl, what is you doing? Mm. You're trying to get this Abby look and you're not, you're not Abby right you're now. You're trying to give an Abby idea, but not an Abby look. And those are not meshing together. So it looks like you're uncomfortable in what you're wearing. Yeah. So like, that's not a great, Which thing. could be something. Somebody told her to wear this. I'm not sure. Yes. But this also comes from someone who understands this because on the third week of, we're going to go into it. Of uh, Dragon on Three, when I wore that Articuno costume, everyone read me for going up stage and trying to be sexy, as opposed to doing something that would Dixie that Dixie would do would be they were like, why didn't you go up there and like do a caw or something like that? And I was like, because I was trying to be sexy, like I was wearing a gown that fit me, chef's kiss, and like a twelve foot ass train, and you wanted me to go up there and call like a bird to be funny? Like, no, I'm trying to give you a serious face and trying to give you serious, like, funny things. And it didn't work for me. So why is she going out there with this weird-ass face and, like, winking and trying to be cutesy when she's trying to be, like, this this subtle, dark, sexy kind of person? That's not the same thing. So walking with – the way that you walk the runway is a very important aspect of your drag. So – Mm-hmm. Either way, I give it a spook. I give it a spook, too. <laughs> um, and she gives some heartfelt advice to herself she does. about finding people who will love her. Mm-hmm. Because they're out there. They're always out there. That's what she said. The people who, who love you the most are potentially going to hurt you, but there are people who do love you. So mm-hmm. that's important. That's the important part. Uh, next to the stage is Envy, Envy Peru. Ooh. Oh, my God. Giving us burlesque. I She's see. giving us like this dark, like 1950s Hollywood glamour vibes at first before she takes mm-hmm. off her coat. And then she's like, here I am, bitch. So I have a couple problems with this. Okay. Um, no, I, re- I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the entrance with the robe was very overwhelming. I think it was just a little bit too big. Okay. Uh, so the reveal was much appreciated. 
but I just don't know. It wasn't a huge. Shop. I would have hated it if it was just the 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 whole the coat robe. And yeah. Like oh that. no, fuck that. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, that was shapeless, and because you know how I feel about tool, and there was just too tool, much tool, tool going tool. on. Um, so uh, the fact that she came out and she revealed that, and I was like, mm, really? So just compared with what we've been given by Envy in the past, mm-hmm. this seems lackluster. Okay. Like you've done. Bigger, better You've done things. a bigger, better everything. And, yeah. and this is kind of, this is, Reserved. you've already brought your best. And yeah. if you were already bringing your best, maybe you should have thought about. Well, I compared it to when she did her um, previous burlesque idea. I like that one better. I did too. Um, I think it's very pretty and I think she looks good in it. I just wanted, I think I wanted like a hundred percent glam. Yeah. Yeah. And this was kind of like, I wanted pageant, I think for yeah. her finale. And of course it was just very top heavy. I guess it was to simulate like massive, um, knockers is the technical term. <laughs> Knocker. Uh, but then the way that her body did not move with, with it, I hated that tube and I tried to ignore it. I didn't want to address it. I wasn't going to address it, but now that you've talked about it, the, the top swayed like she had titties, but there was no titties that moved with her, her top. So, and it I was think like, we've noticed in drag race Holland that there is not a big affiliation with fake boobs. Yeah, and it's different than what we saw with Canada's Drag Race with Jimbo. Just Jimbo's like, I have 17 sets. Biggest tits possible. I have, I have sets clown tits. Massive boobies. I think it's <clears throat> massive jugs. Jugs, yeah. Um, so, I, just, I don't know. Maybe I, they focus on like a natural beauty as opposed to like... But then my problem with it was that she had the skintiest little legs. Mm-hmm. Tiny baby little mm-hmm. little little toothpick legs. But she had the hips to match. No, I didn't yeah. see them. Oh. They were not big enough for me. I thought the hips matched, in my opinion. With as a big of a top she had, I wanted much more on bottom. The, but the top was still V-shaped. It was slimming. It was V-shaped, yes. But I wanted to be like, do 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 whoop, yeah. do do Okay. Yeah. So it just really wasn't proportionate for me. Okay. Uh, also, the headpiece, way too tall. Oh, yeah. Either way, is this well, poop? I have to talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, yeah, I guess poop, too. Um, her advice to her former self, or her, her childhood self, follow your heart and don't be scared. It'll mm. be magical. Exactly. So Life sweet. won't be easy through the teasing. Don't be scared. It'll make you who you are today. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, a blast is Mama Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, girl. I really hate this. I have no idea what's going on. I think that they're giving us what seems to be a peacock. I thought it was like a peacock, and then I thought it was like a tropical bird, and, and then, then I thought, I thought like it was an like Indian goddess of some Native sort, Native American, yeah. like kind of. Oh no, I thought like South Indian, They're like South Asian. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm Native American, like Aztec, oh, okay. kind of t- tiki, kind of what do they call it, totem pole kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I know the message behind it, and I think the message is beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. But it's like someone had an acid trip. Someone had to ex- try to draw a bird. I mean, they had to explain it to me for me to understand. Yeah, it's just bad, 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 and bad, bad. Yeah, bad I didn't, me. I didn't get it. I gave it a poop. Um, there's nothing appealing for the look for me. Too many elements and not enough ideas. I did say her makeup matched the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> 
we, I know that I can be very harsh on this style of drag. I did it with Crystal Method, mm-hmm. but I feel like Crystal had a little bit more insight in designing the costume. Than Crystal Mama had does. more vision, in my opinion. This is kind of just like she had like. This, 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 and like pulled it all into one thing. Crystal yeah. was like, "This one and this one. Let me marry it in together. the best way possible." Yeah, yeah. Mama, just kind of like everything she was feeling, she was, or they, I'm sorry, they, everything yeah. they were feeling, they just put it all in one place and didn't think to edit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I didn't like it. I was confused by it, and like I, 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 I thought they looked really gorgeous, but it just I the thought process, and I was like, "This is your best drag. I've seen you do better this entire yeah. season, and this is just this was just like a shapeless this. <laughs> like, w- what is it? I did like when she when they stood at the end or like of their their runway uh-huh. and like did their pose. Yeah, because with the way that the the feathers were framed, it looked like a, a very pretty silhouette with a background. Yeah. But you don't see that just walking. walking. And like, I like the way they walked across the stage knowing that they couldn't walk, uh, like on walking this exact direction. They had to walk, you know, side to side and like basically crab walk across the stage, which gave them the backdrop of what they wanted. But it's, I don't think it was enough for me. I gave it a poop. I'm yeah, sorry. I gave it a poop too. I'm sorry. Um, they give a special, a very special message mm-hmm. to themselves about learning to become themselves. Oh yeah. And I found it very inspiring, and it was probably the best message of mm-hmm. all the finalists. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, uh, I just said that they said uh, you aren't here to fit into what is already here. You're here to create. I thought it was a, I wrote like one line of like what I picked up from everyone. And I thought that was my favorite. It was like, you're not here to, to fit into what's already here. You're here to create. I thought that was a really great message. Um, so then we go into judges conversations. I didn't write anything for them. Uh, I wrote a little bit, but I just wanted to ask you before we're done, who do you think should win and why? And you can take this, just this episode, or you can take it all the way back to the beginning. I'm going to take it all the way back to the beginning, and I'm going to say, honestly, in my mind, looking at the growth in competition and, like, growth. Like, looking at this competition and seeing, like, okay, you started this competition, you listen to what people are saying, and you, you know, came from there. I'm going to say Jane and JK. Envy came to this competition already as a world-renowned, or at least internationally known, Drag queen. So she already had this idea of like who she was and what she wanted. And I don't think that she ever really changed. I don't, I didn't see any growth from her in my opinion. And that's why I think I see that as similar to like Rita Baga. I think Rita Baga was a person who people already knew. She was already iconic. Wait, wait, wait. Except for that business casual look. From Rita Baga or? Rita Baga. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that business casual look. Yeah. That wig line. Pull that lemon out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that it's very similar. I'm getting similar associations where it's like, okay, you guys already know that you're good and you're already good and nothing the judges have said to you has changed anything. Because I mean fucking Envy kept on winning. Rita kept on winning. 
And when you win, you aren't getting really much critique from that. You're just saying, oh, you're really good. Go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. But you need something to help you develop. And, like, I don't think that that Envy ever received that. And I don't think that Envy ever needed to ever realize that they that she needed to change anything. Uh, and I think that that was my issue that I had with that idea of Envy winning. Uh, because I think that Janie actually took what people were saying. and was like, you know what? Okay, yeah. I can do that I'm for my drag. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do something different. And that's what she did during like the date challenge. And I think that she did really well during the challenge, date challenge because she was like, I'm changing myself and like putting a different foot forward. So at this point, I think that I at that point when you're telling me, I think that Janie should have won or should win. Yes. I agree with you, but I will even take it a little bit of a further or a closer lens mm-hmm. to just this episode. Um, 100% the only person that did halfway decent in the Rue number mm-hmm. was Janie. Mm-hmm. The person who excelled, I think, the most at the uh, interview portion for the podcast was Mama. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then for the f- final look, I think the hands down best look on the runway. I can't give it to Abby because she, in my in my opinion, she doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Is Janie? Mm-hmm. I think Janie did. She showed her best drag, and she'll she tells them um, uh, uh, specifically Nikki Tutorials comments on her and says that it looks it vintage. looks a bit dated. Yeah. Um, and not even she says dated. And then Clay Zeverson calls it Vengeance later. And, and Janie says, this is a piece of history. Mm-hmm. This was the first piece of couture that I bought. Um, she bought it as a 1994, which I think was before she was born. I think she's she's younger than us, right? She's 28. She's your age. Oh, okay. So she's born in So she bought it. It was created she two was years two. after we were born. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that thinking, I mean, and, and she specifies that She's from an older drag house. Mm-hmm. Her drag mother is a little bit more old school with the feather boas mm-hmm. and all of that. And so I think that having, she was like, this means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So this is my best drag. And telling that story, I think really morphed the other judges as well, which was very poignant. I think it was a, a very, a very important point to make uh, because she did bring it up to the other Queens. Like, Hey, this is, very important to me is also a very important piece of history uh piece of history for my drag piece of history for my family's drag my drag family's drag uh piece of history i'm wearing a piece of history like period and i think that that fact that she realizes that that is something that we need to take into account um and the fact that that has held up for 30 years what the fuck girl that's well constructed she well constructed and well taken care of that's already iconic. And the fact that she wasn't like, I need to make something that's my best drag. Let me find, let me find a designer. Let me find, mm-hmm. these are all of my elements. Please put this all into exactly. one dress. She was like, no, Which my is- best drag is everyone before me mm-hmm. and the people that helped me get here. Which is the love that I have about this outfit. Because we look at the best drag that we've gotten from, um, Recent season. Uh, the What I can think of specifically is Cameron Michaels saying in an untucked 
saying that she took out a $70,000 loan before she came on the show so that she could pay for her outfits that were going to be on the show. Like, you almost spent $100,000, which is what you are going to win, win if you actually win on this competition so that you could win this competition. So what the fuck is this $100,000 going to be for? You Nothing. know what I'm saying? It's going to be for nothing. You had to pay off this loan now. I mean, I understand that you're going to be the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. And also, you're going to be famous regardless because you're on RuPaul's Drag Race or Drag Race, uh, which is great. But I love the history that Janie gave us behind this, saying this is a part of my history. This is a part of my drag history. This is a part of my drag. Period. My drag is just an, a, a grain of rice in the entire history of drag. So I want to help. I want to bring back other things. Exactly. To incorporate into my drag to tell everyone how important drag is to Exactly. Me, um, which I just thought was Iconic. Beautiful. It was iconic. Beautiful, so, iconic, stunning, groundbreaking, show-stopping, never been seen before. Another club, bus, another club, bus, bus plane, <laughs> if you want me to say it again. Um, so... <laughs> it just was so it was very beautiful to me mm -hmm. and um accounting for all of those for the final episode if i'm just giving it a close lens i give two wins to Janie, one win to mama queen mm -hmm. so the winner in my opinion would be Janie to again mm. um and of course if we take it all the way back to the first episode we all know i've been a Janie jk stand so i would give it to her either Except way our promo we all thought Janie jk was not doing because much. she was last because and i got tired <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that's the reason um yes so then we do get a couple uh critiques from the judges i just talked about my favorite one about Janie jk um and then fred talks about how mama's queen's message is so beautiful mm -hmm. um and uh it's true it is and and fred says that anybody would be lucky to have mama as their mama mama yeah um and so he said if i didn't and fred teared up saying that and i was like fred seems like the kind of person that does not give a single shit, shit a single shit at all but he said if i didn't love my mom so much i would want you to be my mom mm -hmm. and i was like that's bitch beautiful. you're 50 <laughs> <laughs> your mom's gonna be half your age <laughs> Uh, but I thought it was beautiful and I, I really enjoyed that moment. Yeah, me too. Um, so we already discussed who we think should be the winner. Mm -hmm. uh, then we get some eliminations. Eliminations. We didn't even get to go untucked and I wanted to have an untucked with all the queens and all the, you know, everyone sitting together and talking about some shit. They were like, no, we got to get this we over gotta with. Get this. <laughs> you guys are already over. Because I feel like most, uh, well, not I feel like I looked at most of the episodes. They're between 45 and 47 minutes long. And this one was like 54. 52. Yeah. Or 54. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and it was like, okay, they were like, okay, we're, we, we need Running we need short some, on time here. We need some commercials in here somewhere. Um, well, if we're thinking about RuPaul season, this was probably a two-hour episode. Well, no, because they I, – I mentioned this previously. From what I understand – I don't know if this is the same in, in Holland or – Oh, yeah, that they don't have They don't have commercial breaks. So and if you look, if you watch this show, there's not really many commercial breaks that could be there. So There's like one. Like at the very beginning when they, they switched to like, oh, we're in the new day in the workroom. Like – uh, there was Sorry. one on this episode where it was like drag race finale. And I think they got to put a commercial there. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but still like there, from what I understand that they play their full things and they're like, like here's a commercial break now. Yeah. Well then these people sit through a suspense very well. Yeah. 
because it was still like 20 seconds that he was like, live a maiden. Abby, you were the first to get sent home. Yes. Oh, God. The feeling of that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God. That was a weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I had no doubt in my heart that she would not be the winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. She wasn't going to be the winner, but, but I was, I was like, afraid that someone else was going to be eliminated before <laughs> Jamie her. Jamie Jacquet. I would about I would break my television, oh my God. fly to the Netherlands, and stab. <laughs> stab Fred and like, no! No, we wouldn't actually do that because there are fans that say that and... Well, yeah. Also, the Netherlands too far away. <laughs> also, it's COVID. We don't. Yeah, do that. I don't think you can get in. We don't go places. Like, yeah, I don't think we can go to Europe. I could get in. Oh, you, you could. could. You could go to Canada and then fly there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. See, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot. I don't want to go to Canada. Like, well, first there's the 14 day quarantine, and then I'm sure when I get to the Netherlands, Netherlands another 14 day quarantine. So yeah. for the, we're looking at a month out. That's not a bad idea. And by then, will everyone have forgotten? Yes. Yes. Um, So the second queen to get sent home Mama Queen Mama Queen Um, And I think Mama Queen Saw it coming I don't feel like Abby saw it coming No and Abby was blinded by the idea that she was just going to Potentially be the winner still I think Mama Queen's like Yeah Yeah, I know I'm not going to win She was realistic Like, Yeah Um, And so then we have our final two Envy Peru and Jamie Jacquet lip syncing for the crown. Oh, yeah. Um, they have some sweet words for each other. And then that was really sweet. Yeah. They talk about taking over the world together. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I felt like Janie was much more sincere. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Envy just repeated what Janie said. Basically the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. No. And I was like, I thought the exact oh, same thing. Oh, so. You're definitely not Miss Congeniality. No, not at all. No, ma'am. So the lip sync is to Born This Way by Lady Gaga. The lady. The m'lady. The lady. The m'lady. Uh-huh. And the lip sync was... The best we've seen in this fucking season. The best we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. But I know that Janie won that lip sync. Oh, hands down, bitch. I watched this lip sync and I was like, okay... Jamie was moving and slaying and dancing in heavy ass wings, and not a single time did she question whether or not to take off these fucking wings. And at all. she didn't knock fucking Envy off the stage. No. She was like purposefully side saddling the stage to not the interrupt entire Envy time. at all. And dancing while doing it. Like, um, the fact that she was able to do with that and not kill Envy was the kindest thing that she's done in this mm-hmm. whole competition. Oh, yeah. And the embodiment of the song. Jane Perfect. 100%. Perfect. Perfect. Envy, I don't think she really got it. No. She was just lip syncing. She was just doing what she needed to do. And I thought she performed still. I'm not I'm going to give her that credit. I'm not going to like shit on Envy entirely. I will shit on her beginning when it's my mama told me when, when I, I was, was young, young, we were all born superstars. Mm-hmm. She was like bending down and just like bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm yeah. like, that's not what this part is about. No, this part is like a, a like a, in a reflection. Exactly. It's like you are talking to yourself mm. at this point. But she was, and then every, drag performing every other part of the song. I felt like she did decent. But then Janie J.K. R- whips out the only dance move we've seen on this season. The pop, 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 yeah, the windmills. Down, uh, windmill. <laughs> yes. And I was like, "This is this is it, Mama. This, this is, is what it. I've been waiting for." Yeah. I don't need splits. That's what nope. I need. Yep. I need high energy. Yeah. 
Uh, and she gave us that. She definitely did. I think the abs after the lip sync. I think the absolute winner of the lip sync was Jane J.K. And so another Hands point down. on my list. Mm-hmm. So three points for Janie and mm-hmm. one point for Mama. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that Janie should have won the competition. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, Janie, after watching all of this, if we look at this episode, it was Janie. Um, and even if we look at the entire season, we at least in my opinion, there were multiple episodes that I did not think that Envy Peru deserved to be the winner. Of those episodes. And you can listen to this podcast and hear when I say those things and have those ideas. Um, but it is what it is. You know? And if we talk about last episode, mm-hmm. we both discussed who we thought would win and who we liked the best. We both imagined Envy was going to win. Going I don't to think win. It's a very, I don't think it's very surprising. No. But as I have been pretty consistent through the competition, I believe that Janie was the winner. Yeah. Well, that's what we get to our winner, which we find out is... Envy Peru. Envy Peru. Uh, am I mad about it? No. No. But am I disappointed? A little bit. At this point in the competition, I was definitely rooting for Janie. Yes. Like, there was a lot of point in the competition that I was like, I wasn't I wasn't going to say I wasn't a uh, Janie fan, but I was definitely like, I was voting for Cetergene for a long, long time. I was voting for Chelsea Boy for a long time. like, And I voted for, for Janie Jacquet, like... After Sedgine got eliminated. Like, there were multiple points that I was like, oh, you can do it. I was never a stan of Indy Peru. And I think it was just, there was there was a point of um, relatability that I missed from Envy Peru, in my opinion, um, that I just, like, could not uh, associate myself with her. And, like, I could recognize the things that she said, and I understood the things that she said. But I think there was a point that I just, like, could not... Um, I relate is the best word I can mm-hmm. I can the best word I can say. Well, I think from the moment she walked into the room, there was kind of an air of oh she's gonna win the thing because exactly. she got a Tainomi edit where she, she got was that like, Tainomi edit. She's the best drag queen in, in Holland, the, country. the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, and everybody believed it, and I think that the show may have been set up a little bit toward that finale anyway. Exactly. Um, but I am glad that everyone got to see it all mm-hmm. because I think that in a majority of fans eyes, Janie Jacquet is the winner. Is a winner. She's a fan favorite in my opinion. NB Peru may be the most famous drag queen in Holland and this competition may solidify so that. Cement that. Yeah. But I think that everyone got to see Janie Jacquet do everything that she wanted to do. And they're much more focused on her than they are in Envy. I agree. But also I did hear a comment that made me feel something where someone's like oh well what, what did they say it was something along the lines of like oh well like Janie is like able to do like international um what what do they say it was something along the lines of like she's going to be like internationally recognized essentially and i was like so are we thinking about doing a drag race international a drag race all-stars RuPaul's international, World international drag race. Jane DJK comes back Setter Jean comes back um, who else? Chelsea Boy. Chelsea Boy. Uh, get some, sure. Uh, get some UK drag queen, some Thailand drag Cheryl queen. Hull. Cheryl Hole. Cheryl um, Hole. Um, yeah, Vicious. the Vivian. No, the Vivian won, right? No. Won. Yeah, so Blue Hydrangea. Like, get Maybe some. Won. Yeah, get get some international drag queen. Natalia Plea Cam. <laughs> Natalia Plea Cam. That have done very well in these different countries. I think they're setting it up for an international. 
All Stars. And I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Well, um, that opens up a whole new question. It opens up a whole new book. Who is the original canon of RuPaul's Drag Race? Who from, from the States would be on that show? Because... I don't fucking know. Well, then that's that, 150 drag queens. That, but also it opens up a whole new new book of like, okay, people like Raven who have already been all stars and oh, already honey, have put massive Raven drops. on the show. Everybody else is done. I don't know about that. Who's gonna beat Raven? Well, we've seen a lot of drag queens. We've also seen a lot of very impressive. And how shit. are you gonna get an unbiased review of those drag queens? It can't be RuPaul. It can't. It can't not be and, RuPaul. And it cannot just be RuPaul by herself. So, like, that's what we need some, like, I mean, we need, like, wasn't the, the Thai, like, main start? Didn't they speak English as well? So, like, if we get, like, all the main, like, people, like Fred, uh, RuPaul, uh, Michelle Visage, and... Uh, Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn, and and maybe, um, or even, like, even if we chose Stacy instead, I'd be, uh, I love Brooklyn, but I'd be okay with choosing Stacy instead of Brooklyn to be a representative, because yeah. they have three equals. Um, so like if we got the leaders of all of these drag races that are there, I would, I'd love Stacy. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know who they would pull from Thailand cause they have two main people. Exactly. And like, I feel, I do have to say like a drag race. Also does the uh, Argentinian version come into play? The, the switch that, ha- have that we released it yet. Oh, it's been out for years. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. I, but I don't it's, know it's a that... singing competition now. Oh, then probably not. I don't know. Is it part of RuPaul's Drag Race canon? Yes. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's wildly, or wildly, widely considered part of the canon. Interesting. Uh, but I've never seen it. It's mm-hmm. hard to find. Um, I don't know. Do we want unbiased? Do we want somebody from a country that does not have a drag race yet? But I then who would you pick? But see, giving bias, we I think I'd be okay with the idea of people... Um, like the unbiased would be, well, I would hate to, I hate to have RuPaul as the decider, but like Michelle would be the, the I mean, U.S. bias. Fred would be the the Holland bias. Um, wasn't hey. that one judge, um, the British guy, um, the comedian? Uh, what can I remember his name? Graham Norton. Graham Norton. He was on there from time to time. Yeah, so I thought he was a permanent judge. Uh, I think he been missing a couple episodes okay well have graham norton on there uh so he could be the I uk bias norton. and then we have our thai bias and then stacy as our, our canada bias so then we've simple solution we've here girls got five and then RuPaul, give it the american idol edit and let people vote that's true and that's international and let international people vote across the board for a week who do you think should go go home and why but, like, RuPaul has tried to do voting, and I don't think that RuPaul has ever listened to voting. She's never listened to the, voting. I think the voting was super – I think people realize that, and I think it really stopped, essentially. Well, I mean, I, they it, still do. It, hashtag Instagram, team yeah. someone, team someone, team But someone. it really, like, I think a lot of people stopped buying it whenever All-Stars 2 happened, when it was hashtag Team Katya, and hashtag Team Katya was a fourth – or I'm sorry, four times higher than anyone else, which was Alaska. And so if Team Katya had that many votes telling you this is what we want and you don't give that to them, then you're not listening, you're, you're not listening you're to stupid. the fans. Exactly. 
Uh, so that's what the, the fan, the fan favorite did not win that season. And so I think people realize like your my hashtag doesn't fucking matter. I still hashtag it whenever I have my vote, but whatever. Oh, me 100% too. Yeah. So I think a drag race international be, I would be love. Lit. I would like to see it. I, it. It'd be lit. It'd be lit. I would like to see it. Yeah. Um, of course. Jean, Jane Jacquet, uh, uh, Chelsea boy, those three. Perfect. See Chef the problem Chris. though. They'd give Abby would be oh the God. dancing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, They'd probably bring back I'd, fucking Abby. I'd question if the dancing if they if they held it here in, in the United States, the dancing and the choreography that they force these queens to do here in the United States is, is much higher than any significantly of the, harder anything that we've seen. So these queens from across the board will be challenged a lot, girl. But I think they would make up. Well, also, it just brings up the hardest question of all. The language barrier. Yes. That's what I said. Because you have to do comedy challenges mm-hmm. and your home country may think it's the most hilarious thing in the world, but it depends on who is the deciding factor because yeah. I'll be honest, I don't understand Dutch humor Yeah, 87% of the time. <laughs> and I don't even think there's any humor on Thailand's drag race, but there probably is and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Canada's Drag Race, got it. <laughs> We're cool. It's in English, at least. And I understand it, I think, even a little more than you do. Um, and then, of course, we Because there's points in Canada's, like... Culture, culture. and history that I understand. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the United States Drag Race, which I think is universal. Yeah. And UK, there were some things where well, I Well, like, even then, I don't think that people understand, like, the humor that we have for a lot of things. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine if you speak a different language and you're listening to... Because uh, every other country in the world consumes... Uh, American television. And, yeah, uh, or, sorry, United States television. here. Yeah, yeah. So they have more inklings, I think, than us watching theirs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, that's not something that we choose or anyone chooses. But I mean, that, I think that's just a, a, a the way it is. Right the now. way it is, yeah. Because, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Either way, I really enjoyed watching Wishful Thinking. Uh, we thought Drag about, Race Holland. I did too. So I, I think it's Wishful Thinking that we have an international drag race, even though I've already wished for an all-stars drag race. And, uh, no. Winner's a, drag race. Winner's drag race of having all the winners come back as well, which is still apparently a potential. It's possible, yes. But I think also, if we're not going to get an uh, international drag race, we may at least get an uh, international, uh, like, drag you kind of That'd be aspect. Cute. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I we'll really see. don't know. It's all up to RuPaul. And RuPaul has she's created, fracking, so. she's created a mass. She's fracking into this franchise as well as for oil. Uh, she's created a massive international franchise of recognizable RuPaul period <laughs> recognize RuPaul stuff. period yeah uh, I I mean she is recognized across the world uh, for who she is and what she is she's creating franchises from what I understand Germany Australia potentially Brazil uh, I heard that as a rumor so it's like we keep having these new drag race franchises pop up and it's like you can't just create these new franchises without her approval if you want to use her name 
her approval, but also without her capitalizing on that as well. So mm-hmm. because okay, I'm seeing these queens do things, and she she has to be making money off these queens in some way, shape, or form. So, and by that I mean she she wants to be taking that. So if she is not, oh, she'd be stupid not to. Exactly. So if she is not capitalizing on the fact that these queens are becoming successful, so these queens who didn't win are becoming successful, creating an international drag race all stars would be iconic i mean th- that would be the best thing that she could do for herself and for money wise she could be making money across the world yeah i wish i had rupaul money that yeah rupaul money rupaul money and also rupaul franchise right now is uh, a perfect pivotal point and i that's what people say like oh when is rupaul gonna retire i don't see her retiring for at least many a year at least another decade as long as she looks the way she does which she will continue for exactly. at least another 10 years exactly especially if she keeps getting like a little bit of botox here and there she she can keep looking the way she wants to mm. um but i do not see her her retiring for at least another decade and i don't see her stopping for at least another decade so people are like oh i need to be on rupaul's drag race as soon before rupaul retires i don't see her retire girl I think she's gonna keep going, and she's even an eighty-year-old drag queen on the <laughs> the television. Honestly, and she's gonna keep going because right now she has created. She is just now getting to the international portion. She's an international drag race superstar, and she is going to capitalize on these international aspects. I would venture to say that perhaps she is flailing a bit in the United States market because season 12 is nowhere where we have been before. Yeah. It's kind of dying down in its novelty, but she's like, I got it. Cool. We'll take it to every other country. Which is also what I'm saying is here now in the United States, she needs to reinvent herself. And I think that international drag race would be the best point. Or she reinvents drag race now by saying that she will allow non-male competitors. Like, that's that, yes. That's what she really needs. It's either that or she says, "I'm giving it up to Shangela." She needs, yeah, she needs to take that that step into uh, Dragula territory, essentially, because Dragula has taken on an aspect of her drag or an aspect of, of drag, a televised drag competition televised drag that she was that not willing to do. She was not able, not a- ever not able to. Able. Not willing. Not she was willing, not, willing not willing to willing do. To. She was right. perfectly able to the entire time. Always. It, she was unable to recognize, not unwilling, I'm sorry, to recognize these... Importance import- of having any kind of a drag performer on a tele- televised drag series. A different kind of a drag. Uh, different from what she recognized as what was valid. her drag. As valid drag, essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I think that the step of Drag Race Holland was a good step for us, seeing a bearded queen and a queen that recognized themselves as non-binary. Uh, like those are those are massive steps for us in the RuPaul actual canon um, that matters so much to so many people and also to us. Yeah. Like I, so I'm excited. It's to not see... just the gays watching, honey. Oh no, the whole world is watching. We have non-binaries. We have straight people. We have. Uh, bio, uh, bio queens, bio queen, AFAB queens, AFAB, AMAB queens. Like mm-hmm. we have everyone across the board. We have uh, artists who can paint themselves. We have Chelsea Boy who didn't paint themselves. They paint themselves as androgynous. We have fucking Yavska, Yavska, who exactly. is a thing. That's a, a. So you have artists who are painting themselves across the board as uh, whatever they want to. Paint is not just who they are. And that's what pisses me off is that RuPaul was a judge on skin wars. And she saw how people painted themselves as 
thems Be- and beings people. and creatures and people. I was going to say people. What people. the fuck is a people? Beings and people. Exactly. So it's like, how were you the judge on this makeup competition and still don't recognize that there are different types of drag, there's different types of makeup, there's different types of all this stuff. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, RuPaul was born in 1960. Yes. And she went through and also created her own drag idea. So I understand that she She's can... been forging, but she hasn't... Forging ahead for our community, but she has not realized there's a lot of people in our community that are not exactly Exactly. The same. She got to a point that she was not um, as progressive as she used to be. So, like, her creating this show back in 2009 was a huge progressive, massive thing. Her being on the show in 2000. Oh, she created it in 2007, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. But being in 2020 and then took now. And a year uh, a relapse. Yeah, yeah. And then 2009. Yeah. So being in the show in 2020, things have changed a lot. And I think that she has not. And I think that Michelle has. So honestly, if Michelle Visage took over as the, even though she's not a drag queen, I would not be upset about Michelle Visage taking over RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Or at least switch to a three-person judge panel. Like? With, uh, Michelle and Carson and... Uh, Ross. Ross. Yeah, exactly. Because we have Carson, who's giving us the the uh, fashion. fashion. We have Michelle, who's giving us makeup and also maybe drag. And Ross is giving us a comedy and acting. Uh, Michelle gives us history also. And history, yeah. Ross gives us, like... Presence. Michelle and Ross both give both give presents. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Carson, Carson gives is fashion, fashion, but fashion. also it's not like Santino fashion; it's actual fashion uh, and presents. I yeah. mean, he had his own, or uh, not his own. He had he a, television a television show, show that he shared with other people. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I can imagine this, and I would love for them to take over for RuPaul if, if, and when. But I don't think RuPaul is ever going to leave. Uh, but RuPaul does need to recognize that there are changes. And I think that M- Michelle has recognized these changes on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram uh, kind of religiously, and I love that. Uh, she makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I love uh, Michelle Visage. In the early days, I was like, Michelle's very harsh. But now I'm like, Michelle is just, Michelle's there to help people. She's there to help. She really is. Mm-hmm. Um but we are uh, rambling. Way over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We are, we're way over. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about something else that's doing the most for our community. Oh, yes. The AIDS Foundation of Houston. Mm-hmm. They're hosting their annual World AIDS Day luncheon on December the 1st. However, this year, things will be a little different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual experience. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. On December 1st, the event will be hosted live by Ernie Manus from Be Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, Pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, Lena! client and community testimonials, award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hoped that you will join us in the fight to end HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting the World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. 
Access to the event starts at just $5, and underwriting opportunities start at $500. Please visit worldaidsdayhouston.org to learn more. Yes. Yes. We'd also like to thank our uh, OG sponsor. The real one. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent. Ooh. They are a freelance talent network that helps. Uh, ooh. Let me start again. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're running comp, if you're a company that's running, what is happening? For Christ's sake. If you're a company that needs help, help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. I don't know what I couldn't get that. What, what's happening to me? Oh, I don't know. Are you allergic to peanuts? I didn't eat one of those. Okay. That's our <laughs> podcast. Anyways, thanks. Thanks for joining us for. Drag Race Holland. Can't uh, wait to see you for the next canon. Uh, we're also going to talk about Dracula next week uh, since we are just not getting to it. So, but that's like a two hour, like long thing, isn't it? You better get ready, girl. You get ready, girl. You guys strap in. You're going to hear us talk about Dracula. Mm-hmm. We're talking about some shit. Oh, yeah. girl. All right. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. All right. Anyways, should we tell them to get, get groupy, groupy with it? it?